Hello. How are you guys? Happy Friday. Happy I almost, Friday. I almost said Tuesday for no reason no. whatsoever. I've thought it's been Friday for the last two days. Really? Like I've, I'm prepared for Friday. <laughs> um, guys, hi. How's your Friday going? Has it been a good? I said, has it been a good? And then I just stopped. Well, I, I just like my brain hurt. Like added another letter in there. <laughs> has it been a good? Has it been a good? Um, share the broadcast. Serena says, it's been great. It's been, with two exclamation points. Mm -hmm. um, just like, like Frosted Flakes. And share the broadcast? Frosted Flakes, they're not good, they're great. I literally did not take it that way. I went immediately to, what does the box look like? Are there two exclamation points by Frosted Flakes? There's exactly two exclamation points. I don't feel like that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, go ahead and comment. Tell us who you are, where you're watching from, so that way we can say hi to you. Um, Buddy says, this one, says yo with a period. It's not a happy yo, it's just <laughs> yo. Uh, Serena says hello with her wave. I love that emoji hand, the hello. Uh, Priscilla says, Prilla here, watching from Troy today. Julie says, hello. Guys, Johnny was our first commenter, I think, because... Is that surprising? When is he not? It's just... <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like we don't even have to, to notice and just... We'll say Johnny's the first commenter because that's how it is. Because it's genuinely concerning when he's not. <laughs> when like, he's not the first commenter, we're like, where's Johnny? Like, if you guys ever wanted to mess with us, beat Johnny in the comments. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's going to cause us to, like, have an existential moment of what's happening yeah. with the broadcast today. I, I feel like one of these days, we're literally going to, like, probably have a contest. Like, if you can beat Johnny as the first con comment just have the gift give, cards like yeah. stack up day by day <laughs> yeah okay we're up to five gift cards five. six <laughs> gift cards <laughs> i feel like that'd be a great thing to do it would be it would be motivating for sure for sure how okay i started saying for sure i'm not sure why is that something that you say george makes fun of me when for i say sure. it do you say it jokingly like I, to mock me like you just did or, i don't know serena how long have i said for sure I don't, th I don't know. She goes, mm, But it maybe. is something that you say? Well, you know, whenever you hang out with the, the same people. <laughs> Serena <enough>. says, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kevin says, watching from the cab of the truck, Stanley County. For, watching from the cab of the truck, I'm going to just assume that your truck's name is Stanley County. Instead of choosing to put in, in between truck and mm -hmm. Stanley, I'm just going to start calling your vehicle. What's up, Stanley County? How are you doing? You, you talk to people's vehicles? I do, don't you? No, I don't. That's weird. Do you really not? No, I really don't. Like when don't. you're driving? Do you guys talk to vehicles when you drive? I totally talk to, to vehicles when I drive. Um, <laughs> George is making fun of me saying, for sure. <laughs> um, I absolutely do this. Like, for, Serena says she does this. Wait, you talk to vehicles, like your car? Like, come on, bud, we can make it. We yes. can get there. Let's do this. I've absolutely done this. Really? No, I just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel from the sound booth. She does. <laughs> I yeah. absolutely do this. George does this with his truck. Like he'll yeah. he'll he'll pat his truck and be like, "Come on, you can do this." Like every now and then. That's why you name your vehicles. Well, like we do. Well, we do name our vehicles. I don't think my car has a name though. Did we name it? No, Serena's. It needs a name. It does need a name. Guys, what should Buddy's car's name be? Just so you know, it's a two thousand and seven. Sure, that sounds right. It's uh, gray. <laughs> yeah, let's say it's a 2007 uh, Toyota RAV4, so it's a SUV. Oh, you're talking about Silver. that one. Does the car have a name? Oh, yeah. Um, what, what, what do we name it? 
Bo. Bo. That was the name of the guy who sold it to us, Bo. So. William says, do you encourage your oven? Like, who talks to machines? I, I talk to machines. Um, I absolutely do. George says, I talk to the drivers and the other cars, too. I do that. See, that's normal because they're people. <laughs> um, you know? My car's name is Lady Marion. Pastor Nicole gave my what? car a name. That's, okay, that's, that's name. totally fine, then. <laughs> Since Fashion Nicole gave it. Did it's you hear totally how quickly normal. I threw her name out because I knew the reaction <laughs> you would have? <laughs> but I, I've named all of my cars. Like my first one, his name was Percival. And then mm. my next one, his name was uh, Sir Henry. I didn't mm. name the Buick because I didn't expect to hold on to it a long time. So I never named it. Interesting. Well, okay. So guys, if, do you name your cars? If so, yeah. what do you name your car? And um, like, are, should cars be girls or boys? And does that depend on if you're a girl or a boy? I think it depends on the car, really. Really? Yeah. What makes a boy car? Um, a manly car, like a man's car. You know, like a, tru as. a truck would be a car, you know, or a man. A truck would be a boy, <laughs> I would say. Like Priscilla's car is for sure a girl. Priscilla's car is like a toddler. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> we love your car, Prilla. Um, but, yeah, so... Like, the car I had before, um, we called it the SS Chestnut. That's great. Um, yeah, that makes me happy. Because its color was technically chestnut. You know, it was more or less maroon, but it was chestnut. And whenever I would turn the wheel, it would creak like a ship. That's exciting. <laughs> Which probably isn't safe, but, you know, we called it the SS Chestnut because it sounded like a ship. That makes me happy. I, I, look, I understand I'm a weirdo, and I talk to... I, I just talk is what happens. Like, I talk to stuff. I talk to cars, like I just, I I'm an encourager and I like to encourage other cars to go faster. I like to encourage other cars to get out of the fast lane if they're going slow. But, but your battle is not against uh, metal and chassis, it's but not. against the people that are driving it. It could be, but I'm just speaking it. I understand. I'm just speaking it out. Um, <laughs> William says, Priscilla's car is a small Italian aunt who makes you calzones on your birthday. <laughs> That's, That's so such specific. A good description. I love that. Prilla said that her Kia was named the Bullet, and her Fiat is her sweet pea. Ah, because it, it's green like a pea. And it's small like a pea. Yeah, that's yep. also true. <laughs> that's true. Okay, let's go into our first official question. I don't see anybody else who says they talk to machines. It's just me. <laughs> um, <laughs> George says, Barrett loves talking. She would talk to a tree. Um, what's the worst fashion or hair decision you've ever made? So, The worst fashion or hair decision you've ever made. So we're basing this off of decisions that I personally have made, not yes. just what I've had. Because yes. I have had a mullet, but that wasn't my choice. How old are you when you had a mullet? Right, uh, three, maybe. And all Mama Chris Crabtree, when I you feel watch like she's the our... replay, <laughs> give me a picture. I'm surprised that that hasn't... I feel like that's already happened. Mm -mm. At some point. I have a picture of you in a Barney costume. <laughs> I have a picture See, of your senior these, picture. These are the things. Like, my mom just sends these things to Barrett for no reason whatsoever. Someday but she doesn't gonna, even send them to me. Someday we're just going to have a buddy segment. It's going to be like, but, look at all the pictures of Buddy. See, see this, these are like the things where, like, remember, like, seven, eight, nine years ago when we were all just getting on Facebook and it's like, we don't want 
our parents on Facebook because they'll post all of our children pictures. <laughs> well, that's what happened. My mom got a Facebook and then all my childhood photos went up. It's but the best. It was actually, I was okay with it. I had no problem with it. William said he had a bowl cut for all of three hours. <laughs> uh, Serena said dyeing her hair herself before mm. graduation pictures and somehow it turned green. I still don't, I don't think I've seen a picture of this. Uh, Kevin says There's mullet none. on Buddy. Joni says she's dyed her hair fire truck red and at another time pitch black, both of which were not solid life decisions. <laughs> George says you get a pass on the mullet, and he I, says that I didn't have a choice. He had a mullet. I see. Well, he was older than you. Okay, so I'd say the the worst that I've done personally to myself was when I went into college and I didn't want to go get my hair cut, so I thought I'll just cut cut my hair myself. So I took like I wanted to trim the the back of it with scissors. And so I just kind of just went snip, 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 snip across the back. And I cut really close, like halfway up the back of my head. And so like I went to my friend, I'm like, hey, I have a pair of uh, trimmers. Can you just fix, you know, the, my hairline? And Did you know Serena yet? No, no, no. This was uh, at when I went to college in Springfield. Oh, okay. This was a year before I met Serena. And he, when he cut my hair, my hairline literally went all, the, it was right across the middle of my head. Like it was just shaved down here and then hairline like right there. It was the worst. But you know what, stuff like I had that to shave, now. I, I, no, I completely shaved my head after that. I was like, I can't have this. So I, I literally said, take the trimmers, take it all off. I'm like, I can't have that because it was so bad. Um, Joni says, ooh, I've cut my own bangs, which I slightly blamed Serena Crabtree for as she was there and did not stop me. <laughs> Serena. Um, she said, I, she said, I tried, I tried. <laughs> Jade said, I had white hair that turned yellow, like Hulk Hogan yellow. I freaked out and dumped black on top all in five hours, basically fried it, such a sad day. Where's that picture? Mm -hmm. Like, these yeah. are so great. I think that, like, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I did an entire top 10 segment of worst, of worst fashion trends, and I was on there. So I've never been, like, the cutting edge of fashion, but I remember going, sticking with the hair one. When I was in eighth grade, I decided I'm going to get highlights, and my hair's always been this color. This mm -hmm. is my normal hair, and I got bleach blonde highlights, but mm -hmm. back in, like, seventh, eighth grade, mm -hmm. Highlights were not what highlights are now. People, like kids today, look so much more trendy than mm. I ever did. And highlights were like the sections. Oh, I just touched the mic. I'm sorry, Kevin. Like sections of hair that were just clumps of blonde. So in my school pictures from that day, it was just like four fat blonde fingers <laughs> on top of my head. It was really bad. That's awesome. Um, Jose says that's a weird looking fire in the back. It isn't moving. Yeah, look at the blowtorch. Yeah, look, it's, guys, just, it's just a blowtorch. Right yeah. It's a jet engine. You don't have blowtorches at your Christmas party? What you doing? <laughs> okay, question number two. We're learning that hair was not wise. What's the funniest thing you've ever heard a child say? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I like how we just went silent. Julie, immediate, Julie was immediate right there. She's like, my four-year-old great-nephew told his mom he was pregnant. Congrats. <laughs> That's funny. I think, so my mm. very first year teaching kindergarten, um, I did that for two years, and I, I mean, I have lots of really funny ones, but I remember there was this little boy that I taught, and I had 
a list in my phone of his quotes. None of the other kids, just his, because he was mm. super funny. That's and funny. I taught them um, about, like I taught them Bible. It was a Bible school. Mm. And we were playing recess like indoor recess one time and he was playing with blocks and all of a sudden from across the room he had this cute little voice i heard i am jesus like a war cry i'm like so we're gonna need to talk i don't know what's happening and he came over he goes well miss nower you told me that when jesus came that he just ripped the door in two so i decided i was gonna build a, a lego block wall and i smashed it in two so i'm jesus now i can okay. smash things in two two it was pretty exciting he, did he say two two yeah probably he's five but uh, up until the tutu thing, that was a direct quote. It's one of my favorites. Luke has um, some really funny ones, too. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, so Joni said, I don't mean to Karen, but... <laughs> <laughs> and then proceed to complain about our hand sanitizer that we have in the store. I don't mean to Karen. Kids are so funny. Oh, my goodness. Like, honestly, I can't think of anything. Um, like... I can't think of anything. Like, all I could think of was when I worked at a daycare and a kid walked up to me and said, I pooped my pants. And I'm like... Did he? Well, that, that was my first question was, <laughs> did you? And he's like, uh-huh. And I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yep. I'm like, if you're lying to me, you're going to be in trouble. He's like, yep. <laughs> and then I, I'm like, I don't know what to do now. Yeah, so I looked at the other lady and she was like, check. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to do that. So I checked and he for sure did. Ew. So I had to help. I have somewhere, somewhere on my phone, I have stories of like little kid things, but little kids are so funny. <laughs> Arabella says, I was in toddlers and we told a kid she could give her craft to both of her parents. And she replied, my parents don't live together. I mean, stuff like that can definitely feel interesting sometimes, but kids, kids just say like whatever's there. Like, and yeah. it's, it's so good. Ugh, okay. That has been family chat. Uh, William says, before we go, uh, this isn't a sentence, but I almost fell over laughing at a kid who yelled, lamp. <laughs> Kids are funny. Okay, we're hopping in. We didn't do table of contents, guys. We were just talking about Buddy's shaved head so long that we forgot. Here's what's up today. We're going to tell you right now. We just finished up family chat. We're going to move into Will It Bake Right. Take this time right now while we're telling you what's coming up and share the broadcast because what's the word is going to be a good one. Followed by prayer and then what's right elementary. And we're switching up what's right elementary today. We think you're going to like it. Followed by what's the word. And oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be such a good Friday. We love Amen. Fridays here. And it's a special bonus treat because we're giving you the bakery on mm -hmm. a Friday. What a good way to like kick your Friday into, into high gear. It's going to be good. And we have a special guest on the bakery. So we're going to hop into that right now. Share the broadcast while we do.
guys, we had a very sassy comment come up right now from Jose who says, I know it'll bake great because Marky isn't there. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Did you not see that? <laughs> I did not. I did not. That's We funny. love you, Marky. <laughs> That's so sad. That was an aggressive laugh. Like, I think that's the most aggressive I've ever heard you laugh, ever. It's funny. Guys, it's Rachel! Rachel's Welcome. here Welcome. I'm so you. excited you're here. I am too. I've not been on since September. Well, wow. it's time. Today's time. Here's, here's what's coming up. Abby has inspired today's mm -hmm. thing. And thing. I think what we're making is cake balls. Is yes, that, right? that is right. That's correct. Cake balls. Those are things, right, guys? I think yeah. so. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a cake pot things. without the stick. Yeah. yeah, it's essentially a cake, but you mash the whole thing together. Sure. Um, Jose says, who's the special guest? Rachel's a special guest. She hasn't been here in months. Okay, hi. <laughs> William said that your laugh was rough. <laughs> Yours. Ah, uh, Kevin says, I miss this segment so much. Jade says, it's EO. Hi, your Jade. Hi, George. Fun. George in all caps. Hi, hi EO. I, I was <laughs> expecting that. Every time I'm on, it's hi, EO. Okay, here's, here's what we're doing. We found some cake lying mm -hmm. around. Like, we just, we, a, a chunk of it, some. Mm -hmm. It's pre-baked, which means we don't necessarily have to bake anything today. We just have to assemble things. Yes. So if I if I understand correctly, we have three ingredient like three types of cake balls that yeah. we're making today. Yes. We have chocolate cake, cream cheese frosting, but here's creamy the cream cheese. Creamy cream cheese. Specific. I, my understanding is that that's one of your favorites. No, that's Our, Abigail's favorite. Abby's favorite. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Jade says, the pan is glittery. I love it. Yep, it's on purpose. That's what it is. It's a glittering pan on purpose. Oh, wait. Yeah, they chose green. <laughs> the green. Oh. Do you like it? The green uh, tub is it like... It sparkles. It sparkles. Yeah, it's not it's magic. green. It's not green. It's just no, it's a just special magic. magic sparkle tub. Special magic sparkle tub. <laughs> Kevin Buck especially is a big fan. <laughs> um, so here's the three type of cake balls that we're making today. Basically, what do you have around your church? Around ours, we have peppermints. Mm -hmm. We have apple cider, which I'm not excited about. <laughs> Instant apple cider and hot cocoa. So, what do we do first, E? Okay, so first we have to take the cake and we have to mix it with some icing to make it sticky. Okay. So we crumble up the cake. Kevin, I'm about to make you happy. You ready? There goes the cake. Is Oh, is that how we're, we're doing this? That's how I just oh. did it. <laughs> All right, Don't now we got to crumble up the cake. Right? It's gone. Wouldn't well, it be quicker with the happy. other side of the fort? It would be. I just didn't want to get cake crumbles into, oh. the, into the frosting. You know what? I think you should just stick your hand in there. Me? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, Go you. I, just, <laughs> I promise I just washed my hands. <laughs> Buddy, yeah, you. you. Yeah, Go ahead. yeah, sure. <laughs> Becca says, peppermints, yay. Jade says, bye-bye, glitter pan. <laughs> and, now, <laughs> and now I'm just going to slop the... Yep, that sounds the, great. It doesn't at all oh. look like butter or lard. I can't believe it's not butter. It, Am I just supposed to mix this? Yeah. yeah. Sounds oh. great. It's just like slime. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. just like slime. <laughs> I realized how gross that sounded. <laughs> so the first thing we're going right. to do is put in hot cocoa. Do you, okay, with your hot cocoa, guys, do you <laughs> use not working at all. or do you, you use um, water? When you make hot cocoa, which one do you use? There's a right way and there's an absolutely wrong way. Which one do you do? <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's uh, polarizing, but 
Jade wants someone to boop Eo's nose with the icing. Uh, she's not there to do it. That's funny. <laughs> it didn't stick really. Yeah. That was that was anticlimactic. All right. Okay, so that's a hot cocoa, buddy. What else? I don't do know what to do. Well, um, the, so so the proper method is you crumble it up, mix it with the uh, the cream cheese, and then you roll it into dolls and balls. Into dolls. <laughs> you roll it into balls, How many and then cake dolls have you made? <laughs> you roll it into balls, and then you dip it into the into the, the, the coating well, and stuff. Well, you know what? We're just, we're just going for it. That so we're just going to mix so it. We're better. just mixing. Are we going to? We're not. We're not. We're, are we? Are we? We're not. We're not. Good are, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking this. Now, so we're literally making. Oh, did you, do you taste that? Yeah. I opened it up and like all of a sudden I can taste the powder. Jay, or Jose says milk. That's the right way to make it. That Jose right. says water's the wrong way. Right. Kevin says with milk. William says that he's always made it with water, but milk is the true way. It's true. William wants to know if you just had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, well, I, see, here's the thing. Cake is my favorite yeah, food, all right? Cake is my favorite food. Favorite? And what, what we're literally doing is, we're adding apple cider powder to the. Oh, Whoa. did anyone else see that? No, I did. Um, it we're like adding. Mixed. It didn't break. We're adding work. apple cider, peppermint, and all this into this cake. I, I just. Are you sad? I'm so sad. <laughs> I, I feel like we're just. There's a way that Abby instructed us yeah. to do it that would have made this. So much better. So better, but also longer. <laughs> and oh. Does anyone else see the oh dust? Oh my gracious. Have oh, you, that smell. Uh, the smell of apple cider is not good. <laughs> oh, we reached out to the comment, by the way. <laughs> William Aldridge, well done. Congratulations. There's a cloud <laughs> of apple cider dust. Swell. I have not eaten cake, and yet I just had a piece in my mouth. And I don't know where it came from. Are you sure it's not just like that apple cider? Are you trying to break powder? the mint? Yeah, it's not working. Um, All yeah. right. Okay. Now we so. got to make these into balls. Woohoo! I just you know, woo. <laughs> <laughs> you were so. <laughs> Guys, do you think this is gonna taste good? Put it in the comments. Do you think Jane, this is gonna work? Jane said this took a turn for the worse. <laughs> cake was translated. Uh, William said the cake was translated I believe, into your mouth. I believe that we're going to be able to as assemble one of the cake pops, buddy. <laughs> I believe that we're going to be able to separate them. Should wow. we should we actually try to eat this? Sure. <laughs> it's sure. not forming a ball. It just it's rejecting no, the consistency. Yeah, no, that I'm has not. all three in it. I know, that's what it's I It's going saying. to separate as we mix it though. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there we we'll go. Put it in the pan. What a beautiful cake ball. All right. I'm gonna put this in the magic uh, dust separator. William says, yay, it's time for nasty cider orbs. <laughs> <laughs> nasty chocolate peppermint cider orbs. Kevin Nowicki says, it's beginning to swell. We All receive right. your rain. I'm, I'm now putting this. Because this, this tablecloth is going to need to be washed over the weekend. Oh, that was a mistake. Why'd you well, do that? I don't know. My, it yep, was, no, you need do. to lick your finger. Nope. No, but you should. Um, I was just about to do it. See, you took all the tissues. <laughs> what is your problem? You just took all of them. I'm gonna just. There's a. There's more tissues. I'll all right. It's that bad. I put it in the magic. Tissues appear, buddy just took a handful, and they're all gone. Here you go, Barrett. There you go. Would you like to share with yes. me? 
All right, we just separated. That was a, that was a satisfying sound. We separated all of that stuff. Ding! Where's ding. the ding? Did ding. the oven go off? Yeah. Ding. It did. You didn't hear it? I did not. It was so faint and quiet. Wait, wait, wait. Let's. It might not have been picked up on the Let's microphone. Let's rewind, okay? There it oh, is. There it is. <laughs> Our oven needs to. Oven, decide what you're going to do. My fingers taste really weird. This All is right. not pleasant. So guys, now we have our cake balls, and they are separated. They look great. Um, Delicious. They look great. So let's. What? What's our? What? We, what? Whoa! I'm What's not. What's happening <laughs> to you? <laughs> what are? I'm just like I'm excited. All right. What is our first cake ball that we're going to be trying out today? We have peppermint cake balls, that and that's that this one. one. So here's the thing, when we put the, them in the separator, it kind of melted the peppermint a little bit. I'm sorry, separator. We had, we had to separate them so that they were individual. Yep. So it kind of melted, they look like glazed donut They holes. do. Um, Jade says, buddy is having a day. I am, I am. And you know what I don't like? Peppermint? M mint and chocolate together. That's true. You, you very strongly protested that the other day. I did very strongly. So we're going to try that first. Guys, put in the comments. Do you think these peppermint cake balls are going to be good? They're, st They're sticky. This mm -hmm. is super sticky. Serena says this is a sacrifice of love for Buddy. It really yeah, is. Tell us in the comments, do you think peppermint cake balls with cream cheese ice cream, or ice cream, icing, is going to be good? They're really sticky. So... Uh, a weird texture. Have you ever had cake balls before? Mm-hmm. I don't love it. It's usually on. I don't either. Oh. I don't love this. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Serena said, I think peppermint will be the best. It was the worst of the one that we've had. <laughs> this, yeah. yeah, no. It's this, been the best and the worst so far. Like, it yeah. was super mushy. She like, said yeah. we were the worst. And I know that cake that cake pops normally are, but it was like extra mushy. I, I wonder you. if it had to had to do with like not having the icing around it. Like you know how cake uh, pops have like that hardened yeah. icing. Yeah. Or like I think they dip it in chocolate. Mm -hmm. the, yeah. Yeah. That think, also helps. I think that if the frosting was not cheese cake or whatever cream cheese, cream cheese, that it may have been better. But I could taste the cream cheese. Yeah. Mm. We had. Buddy says no, or Buddy, Kevin says no peppermint cake balls. Kevin, awful in all caps. Yeah, it wasn't good. I concur. Okay, so this is a no <laughs> from all three? Nope. Nope, okay. nope, 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 nope. Next. Bum, ba -dum. Hot, Hot chocolate. chocolate. Okay, this one I have a little bit more faith in. Uh, is it that one? Here. Yeah, no, that's apple cider. Yep, is that's totally <laughs> apple cider. Okay, right. I'm excited about the hot chocolate one. Of all of them, I'm the most excited about this, and it's still squishy. Kind of looks like yeah. poop. It does. Reindeer poop. If you're interested in doing these for parties, um, Christmas parties, here you go. It's, Reindeer poop. Yep. Okay, here we go. Now let's eat what it. What a weird... Okay. <laughs> so. Now let's eat it. Yeah, it's just really chocolatey. Mm -hmm. Really, really chocolatey. I don't love um, any of these. Like, I don't... It's just the texture that mm -hmm. you're not a fan of. I got you. I mean... But yeah. honestly, I don't think it's that bad. It just mm -hmm. tastes like I had cake that was already chewed up. <laughs> that is what it's like. <laughs> that is for sure what it's like. If you are what a mom <laughs> of little kids and they hand you something, like they spit it out and they put it in your hand, this is probably what that's like for you. Oh, you know, wow. I wasn't going to go that way, but. Yeah, this just 
It's not now a bad it, taste. It's just a weird texture. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the texture of pre-chewed food is what we're saying. Yeah, basically. That's, yeah. that's nasty. <laughs> we're, we apologize. We just... All right, now, let, now we're doing our Kevin final Kevin Buck one. is stomping in the sound booth. Like. <laughs> what a horrible description of what the texture is. Or like. a very vivid one, either way. <laughs> okay, the big. last one is apple cider. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, um, this is a thing. So excited. Remember, the exciting. apple cider is the one that, like, created a cloud of yeah. scent. It's just... No. I am going to believe in faith wow. that this is going to be good. Jose says it looks like post-chewed cake. See? See? Our people know. Smell it before you put it in your mouth. No. Though. No, come on. No. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't smell like bad. Like 50% of your, smell, your taste is from your smell. It doesn't smell bad. Serena says no apple cider cake balls. Okay. Do uh, you feel good about it? Nope. Yeah, totally. Nope. I'm going to be honest. No. You know what? That's not bad. It is. No. Nope. I thought that was going to be the worst. I don't think that's bad. It had a weird first reaction, but then mm -hmm. as you like kept eating it, it's good. See, George eats brownies while drinking orange juice because he likes citrus and chocolate together. So he'd probably like that. Probably. Pastor Nicole says that she thought all of these were good last night when she was quality control, mm -hmm. um, except we made these right now in our fancy oven. Yeah. How'd right you get any last live. night? It's weird. Did you make these without us? Super weird. We, well, they had to test it to make sure, you know, they were edible. Oh, that's true. So they pre-made I don't think these are bad. These aren't bad. Mm -mm. Yeah, no, they're bad. <laughs> no, but I don't think they are, though. Really? Mm -mm. I thought they were going to be. I don't yeah. think these are bad. Kevin Buck said that they sound actually good. <clears throat> they are actually good. Okay, which one is the best? Uh, apple chocolate. cider. Apple cider. Yeah. I guess. I'm Somehow outdated. apple cider won this. It did. Interesting. That's shocking. Interesting. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for thank Will It so Bake much. Right. Apparently, yeah. these guys think that apple cider cake balls are good. They are. We don't um, just think. We know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know. So try, trying that again, do you think? I, I think but, you should try both again. No. No? No. I, I, still stick with, <laughs> I still stick with apple cider. Apple cider is better than chocolate. Okay. Yep. Dead. Well, all right. Well, according to this segment, apple cider cake balls <laughs> are better <laughs> on a scale of uh, two, to, two out of three, which is 66%, which is still a bad score. Um, Do you hear the bias? This is how the media does this, guys. The buddy's just displaying to look, you. Jade says, I am shocked, and Buddy's vote has no weight. <laughs> Thank you, Jade. Thank you, Jade. Our people. Okay, yeah, apple cider won this one. Shocking. Super shocking. Super um, shocking. And now we're going to move into prayer. And I feel like I need water. And guys, overall, though, the peppermint, the peppermint, the peppermint, <laughs> peppermint was the worst. Yeah, for the sure. The worst. For sure. Absolutely. And this is coming from someone who likes it. So now we're moving into prayer. We're going to pray, and then, yes, it's going to be great. You can make these at home.
Nicole has requested in the comments that we pray for Buddy to be unbiased. So that's how we're going to kick this off. Lord, help in Jesus' name. Guys, we're so excited to be talking not just about prayer, but here's what's going on tonight. I'm going to give you a sneak peek. We've been talking about it this week, but tonight here at Boomerang, we are having prayer night. It's starting at 6 p.m., and we're going to be spending 6 to midnight praying to the Lord, and it's going to be really awesome and powerful, and we want you to be a part. If you are in Albemarle, get here. It's going to be so awesome, but right now we are going to go through a couple of confessions here, <laughs> Buddy's trying so hard to be stealthy off camera, but I got really distracted. So if you see me giggling, it's at something he's doing. But we are going to finish up this week of prayer with our last two confessions of the day. Let's put them up. Confession number six, and join your voice with mine. It says, we keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you increase us. Thank you, God, that we get smarter and smarter. Praise God. <laughs> Lord, we thank you. We receive increase right now in our wisdom. And say that with me. We receive increase right now in my wisdom, in favor with you, in favor with my bosses, in favor with my spouse, in favor with my family. I just keep increasing. I never go backwards. I only go higher. Lord, in the name of Jesus, take us higher today. Take us higher than we've ever been before. Take us higher than we've ever thought possible, Lord. Let us increase in wisdom and stature. Let us increase in maturity. God, help us to be more mature in the things of God. Lord, we thank you for it. And let's put up this last one, confession number seven. The struggle is over. God, we thank you that there is no thing that we struggle with. Thank you, Lord, that your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. And in the name of Jesus, things that were difficult, they become easy now in Jesus' mighty name. Things that were once hard, they're easy. Things that were once difficult, they're easy. Everything becomes simple for us as we put you on. In the name of Jesus, amen. God, we love you. Hallelujah. I am so honored to always be able to pray to the Lord, and I'm honored to be able to pray with you. God is so good. Now we're going to hop into our next segment, What's Right Elementary. It's going to be a great one, so make sure you stick around. We're changing it up a little bit, and I need your help. I mean, let's face it, Marky and I have never officially graduated fifth grade. We need some help today. Please help me out with this next segment, What's Right Elementary. It's going to be a good one. Stick around. We're going right into it. Hey guys, welcome to What's Right Elementary. Elementary, that was nice. I appreciated that. <laughs> welcome to What's Right Elementary. 
Uh, guys, we have, this is going to be a lot of fun, because here's basically what this sh show is. All right, we're basically determining, will we, today especially, will Barrett <laughs> be able to pass elementary school? I did uh, it once! <laughs> so, <laughs> you did it once. Let's see if you'll do it again. Because, well, one of the f weird things, funny things, interesting things about this segment is, you'd think that, oh, it's elementary school. Yeah. It'd be super easy. Barely, you know, an barely an inconvenience. Barely. But, you know, whenever we actually start asking the questions, suddenly it's like, hmm. All, like, I'm, I've been, like, looking through questions, and, like, I usually, like, filter out a lot of questions. Uh, yeah, Kevin, we have a hall desk. That's true. Yeah, we, we just wanted to set it up in the hallway, you know, make it more casual and relaxed. Yeah, didn't you ever see all the desks that were set up in the hallways? You know who they were for? The students with disciplinary issues. <laughs> I was seated in the hallway a couple of times. I sure was. Me too. <laughs> it's funny. When I was in um, sixth grade, my uh, homeroom teacher wasn't a big fan of me, so I would be out in the hallway a lot. Yep. Um, and my, my twin sister's homeroom was the room right next to ours so when she would like come out to go to the bathroom I'm usually like there and she's like what did you do this time and I'd be like I just farted really loud I don't know that actually did happen anyway anyway so William uh, says ooh format change it <laughs> yeah. is it's gonna be fun we like to change things up a little bit so basically today we're doing will Barrett pass elementary school and I don't love this because <laughs> I have grave concerns. So mm. William Stephen Aldridge, mm. I need your assistance. Yeah. And everybody else in the comments, yeah. help me yes. not look dumb. Yes, Amen. guys, in the comments, <laughs> as soon as the question goes up, you can put in your answers. Help bear it out. Yes. Help us to believe that you also could pass elementary yeah, school. Yeah, let's find out together as someone <laughs> who used to be a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> An elementary school teacher, right? Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool, it's cool. Uh, William said, ooh, Barrett is under pressure. Dun, 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 dun. See, I, like, I, I would participate, but I'm the one who, who brought in the question, so I already know all the answers. That's true. Deb says, you're so pretty. That's, that's what she and I say anytime we feel pressure to the really? other. So I <laughs> love you, great. Day. <laughs> that's great. Serena said, this segment is super intimidating and humbling. Not going to lie. Like, it, so, it, it, it is. It very is humbling. All right. Well, <laughs> with that being said, let's jump in with first grade life science. Oh, good. First cool. grade life science. All right, here's the question. What do you call a baby tiger in first grade life science? What do you call a baby tiger? I'd Kevin Nowicki. baby tiger. <laughs> Kevin Nowicki said Thomas Jefferson. Did I get it? No. Baby um, tiger is not called Thomas Jefferson. I, uh, Deb says George Washington. Mm -hmm. um, Serena says a cub. Kevin says a cub. Um, yeah, that's where I was going. Deb also says a cub. Jade says cub. I, Is that where you were going? I mean, I was <laughs> thinking, like, what do you call, like, a lion baby? It's a cub. Mm -hmm. um, William says a, a tiger cub. Kevin says a cub. Let's, let's do that. The popular vote is cub. All right. Well, what do you call a baby tiger? It is indeed called a That's cub. That's good. So well done. You didn't get, you got first grade right. <laughs> that was first grade, everybody. Did see, you see the look of nerves that came across? Because in my head, I'm like, tigress. No, that's, that's a girl. Like, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. No, that, well, that's from Kung Fu Panda, isn't it? it? Is. <laughs> I just realized that. All right, now let's jump into second grade history. You like history class? Sure. History is my favorite. 
What sport did Jackie Robinson play? Baseball. Wow. Well done. Thank there, you. There was like no hesitation right there. Thank you. That well done, Barrett. George, you're watching. Are you pleased with me? <laughs> <laughs> um, baseball is the sport of George's choice. Like it's the That's sport true. that brings our marriage together. So I got you. Yes. Uh, second so question: pleased. What team did he play for? I don't know. Okay. A good one. I don't know. Was it, a good one. Was it the Yankees? Uh, I believe it was the Dodgers, but I could be wrong. George, sure. who did he play for? Let me know. Um, oh, look at all you guys. You guys are so smart. Hey, Kevin Nowicki. Nice. Baseball for the Dodgers. I was right. That makes me feel good about it. The myself. only team worth knowing anything about is the Cubs. So since he didn't play for them. Are you just saying that for George? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, I was pretty confident that that's what that was for. That was a wife getting wife points. So, yeah. amen. Deb said, how do first graders know that? Right. Well, that's second grade, so but still. second graders apparently know it. George, know. George just watched it. I got in all, ca in all caps. Go, Barrett. That's well so done. exciting. All right. Well, she said, are we at third grade bow? Yes. Yes, we are at third grade bow. Yep. Now we're going into third grade <laughs> music. Yay. Third grade music. We uh, should be able to get this. I'm so excited. What is this symbol called? I don't know. Um, in my head, I'm like ampersand because that's what it is in <laughs> it, it English. Lo it looks like an ampersand, but it's not an ampersand. It, it, They're kind like, of similar styles, but this is music. Serena, put in what it is. Is it like a staff or a clef or something? Oh, treble clef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. Treble clef. There you go. It is a treble clef. Serena said a tremble clef. Clef. <laughs> not a tremble clef. I, but it is a treble. You clef. know, you knew more things than I did, Serena. You you <laughs> helped me get through third grade. Um, Deb says, I don't know a single third grader that knows this. <laughs> Pastor Nicole says, it's a swirly whirl. A swirly whirl. <laughs> and then Jade says that Scarlett's answer was ballerina music. That's See, great. These people are my people. These people. These well, it's, people. Usually, it's, it's in third grade that you begin to learn music and they start teaching you all that stuff. Is third, third grade third... when you got the recorder? Mine was fourth no, grade. First grade is when I got the recorder. Third grade oh, is when I got advanced. the trumpet. Whoa, I didn't get a trombone until I was in like fifth grade. Really? That's funny. Whoa, I didn't do the recorder until third grade. Mm. And fun fact, I could have been the world's best trombone player ever, but my parents made me stop playing because I was obnoxious and I played it like marching around my house at all hours of the evening. Like, brum, 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 brum. my music teacher told me I had pr promise, but wow. my parents were like, you're done. You're it's done. All, it's all over. That's funny. <laughs> Kevin said third grade thing at Majid. Yeah. No, it's and not then Deb said that she got her saxophone in fifth grade. Really? I got so I got my French horn in seventh grade. That's when I upped from trumpet to French horn. Well, weren't you fancy? Yeah. Apparently, I was horrible at it because then in eighth <laughs> grade I got the most improved award, and they were like, "Yeah, last year you were horrible." I'm like, "What? Nobody told me this." That that was a big moment for my life. All right, now. That's so sad. <laughs> seriously, I was like. You had lots of confidence in your in your French horning. Seriously, then... well, I was the only French horn, also the only one, so I had to be good, and I wasn't apparently. They believed in you for that year. All right, our next one is fourth grade spelling, so you cannot actually look up there, and you cannot get any help. Okay. I'm so sorry. It's okay. All right, fourth grade smell smelling. Smelling. What is this smell? Apple cider. <laughs> Okay, fourth grade spelling. Spell subordinate. S-U-B-O-R sub or D-I-N-A-T-E. Well done. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Well done. 
Sub or din eight. I was this close to doing spell guarantee. Because <laughs> we talked about that. G-A-R-U-N guarantee. Right? No. no Is it G? There's an A in there. That's what I said. Heck, G-A-R- I you said G-A-R-U-N-T-E-E. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's but you got the actual question right. Yeah, I did. Um, which makes me feel super validated because in fourth grade, mm-hmm. I was in a spelling bee and they asked me to spell the word Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, and my grandparents' last name was Hulk. And so they spelled it H-O-L-C-K, so I did H-U-L-C-K, but in my, in my head I was like, no, it's just a K. I'm like, no, Graham and Gramp spell it with a C-K, so that's right, and I lost in front of the whole school. That's so, so sad. I just got it right, so the Lord's it, redeeming me. I think cool. De- Deb is having a very interesting experience <laughs> during this segment. She's like, fourth grade, they learned this level of complexity? She says, I don't remember spelling, likely because I didn't like it. (laughs) Ah, guaranteed. The U does come first. See, that's always the super weird one. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's fifth grade. Yeah, fifth grade spelling. (laughs) G-U-A-R. All right, now we are diving into our final grade of elementary. You did science, didn't you? I did do science. You're mean. (laughs) (laughs) Fifth grade science. This is actually a not too difficult one, I would say. Who discovered that for every action, there's an equal or opposite reaction? Someone who's dead. That's true. They are, they Edison, are for sure dead. I don't dead. know. Uh, help me in the comments, so, guys. Just start naming names sure. of sciencey people. Uh, Edison. Uh, that's all I got. Newton. Sir Isaac hey! Newton. <gasps> was it Newton? Yes, it hey! was Sir Isaac Newton. That's it so was, exciting. That is Newton's third law of motion. Sure. So, I was just going to let you keep... <laughs> did you pass physics? No, I dropped out of physics. That's they let funny. me switch to I something sh- else. I should have dropped out of physics. I ended with a D, but I passed it. Not if you got a D. No, like anything above failing is a pass for, for my high school. So What? <laughs> literally, this is how it went every quarter. I, I had B, C, D, F, and it averaged out to a D. It like phys- physics is one of those where if you miss one little concept, yeah. it just it goes down. <laughs> physics, so. I decided that I was going to take because I wanted to feel smart, and they're like, mm. "Sure, you can do this." I'm like, "Great, I'll take physics." And after a quarter, I went to my headmaster, like crying, begging, "Can I please switch to anything else?" I don't. So I did choir instead. That's great. <laughs> I went from one ditch to the other, and I sang my little heart out. And guess which one I use in real life. Quiet. Not physics. <laughs> um, William says, you punch a wall, the wall punches back. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. that's how physics works, for sure. Speaking of, Buddy just discovered that to be true since he just punched his hand with all of his might before the broadcast started. Mm-hmm. My hand didn't punch back, though, but it's true. there was force there. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> with that being said, guys... That was What's Right Elementary. You helped me pass. Yes. It's all See, you. It's a group effort. Yeah. You know? Like, it's a group project is essentially what just took place, right? I'm glad that that's where your brain went, because my brain went to, do we all just cheat on a test <laughs> together? Like, no, that, we're, just, we're just calling that a... Uh, we're calling this a group project. Well, thank you for helping me pass it, guys. Thanks for pulling your end of the project, because, man, did you pull your own weight with that. Mm. <laughs> I wasn't much help, except with Jackie Robinson and spelling subordinate. Yeah, you did those really well. <laughs> that was second and you, fourth grade. You knew baseball and spelling. Good job, <laughs> Barrett. That's what you bring to the team. Well done. <laughs> Deb says, yay, Barrett, it takes a village. It Amen. Does. Raising children, passing fifth grade. It's, mm. it's the same. Yeah. 
Deb says, wasn't that in Black Panther? Wasn't what in Black Panther? I have no idea. Equal and Maybe opposite the reaction? The punch a uh, wall and it punches me. Did Shuri invent this? Was it really not Sir Isaac Newton? Oh, because like his suit gathered up kinetic energy. Yeah. And then whenever he would be like, poom, and then the kinetic energy would go poom, sure. and then... And then, whoa. That's basically how I describe science right there. That's, that's what the science thing is. Happens. Just a bunch of whole stuff. <laughs> okay, guys. We are going to move into what's the word. We're super excited about mm. it. Make sure that you join us. Take this opportunity. Share the broadcast. And Buddy and I are going to be over in what's the word mm -hmm. with Pastor Brian. It's going to be a good one. No. no. Did we just get unmuted? Oh, so that was the mime hour. Yeah. It worked out. It's it's good. How good are you guys at lip reading? Are you are you good? Are we helping you become better? Speaking <laughs> of lip reading, this has nothing to do with the word. But y'all, okay. So we have been in in COVID era times when there have been like news junkets and press releases. What's a, what's a news junket? I don't know. When all the news people get together, that's okay. what it is in my brain. Anyway, you know who has really shined through this whole last like year? the sign language people. Like, mm. I have never seen sign language interpreters like have their time in the spotlight as much as they have this year. Like, guys, if you are, if you are a sign language person, good job. Look, I'm Buddy right now, and you're Barrett, because that's yeah. the way it is. That's exciting. Hey, guys. <laughs> Dixie said that she's not good at lip reading. Guys, welcome to What's the Word? It's going to be so good. Yeah, guys, put in the comments. Let us know who's watching, where you're watching from, what, um, what is standing, what is sitting right in front of you. Just put that in the comments. Actually, you know what? Okay. This is going to be your new superhero name. All right? What? The color of your shirt, put in the comments, the color of your shirt and the item that is to your right. That's going to be your superhero name. So I am Red Cup. That's my superhero name. I am camel. That's mustard. Camel? This is not mustard. You're calling that camel? It's not mustard. It's 100% mustard. Mustard's yellow. This is not yellow. Yes, it is. 
uh, we're about to do a quick little take a picture and find out the color. Guys, what color Ser is my sweater? Serena is Gray Keys. That's her superhero name. What color is my sweater? I need to know this. It's mustard. It's not mustard. Like, it's mustard if you add a whole bunch of spice to it. It's like spicy brown mustard. Okay, so spicy brown mustard. What's Which is brown. <laughs> <laughs> mustard brown, says Julie. All right, uh, Eo is black mouse. Uh, Deb is brown shortbread cookies. That's a, a super awesome uh, superhero name. You guys Julie, say mustard. Julie said mustard brown. Oh, that, that's your color. Yeah. Deb is also saying your color is mustard. Nicole, Pastor Nicole is Heather Cup. Heather Cup. <laughs> Dixie is boomerang blue shirt. That's awesome. Uh, Johnny is green hydraulic tank. <laughs> that's pretty intense. I feel like that's an appropriate name for you. Luke is red popcorn. I like it. I like it. Deb is still answering that it's Dijon mustard. Yeah, I've we're just saying all different mustard. kinds. So Dixie is boomerang blue Christmas tree. Interesting. That's Deb a superhero has one name. of those. Um, so if we're going with the popular vote, which is mustard, um, and I don't see it, but we'll just we'll just pretend that you guys are right. Um, <laughs> mustard table is that the closest thing to me? Mustard table, or are we doing mustard? Maybe. Outlet. <laughs> That's, mustard no, extension Mustard cord? surge protector. Mustard surge protector. That's my name, guys. <laughs> George says your, your sweater is pretty. That's the color. George. What a husbandly what answer. What a husband. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Good. As we are hopping, <clears throat> sorry, my voice broke. As we're hopping in today, we want to let you guys know what is happening tonight. <laughs> I mentioned it earlier, but tonight kicks off Holy Ghost yeah. Weekend, and we are starting that with prayer night tonight at 6 p.m. If you are able to be here, we want you to be here. It is going to be such a powerful night. Yeah. And then tomorrow is Holy Spirit Soul Winning Saturday. So tomorrow mm -hmm. we go out and we win souls. We're believing mm -hmm. for over 100 souls yeah. saved for Jesus. It's going to be awesome. And then Saturday, Saturday, Sunday is Holy Spirit Sunday where we just take Take 4 p.m. onward. We give it to the Lord and just let him have his way. And this weekend is going to be a huge, huge weekend. Yeah. So if you're able to be here and be a part, we want you to be. And then the following weekend is going to be our Christmas service. So December 20th, we are having a Christmas service here at Boomerang. We are going to have such an awesome time. We're going to do some giveaways. We're going to be giving away a Nintendo Switch. We're going to be giving away a coach purse, a smoker grill for every child that comes we'll have one toy for every child and after that we're going to have a time of lunch with everybody it's going to be so much fun pastor nicole says holy spirit weekend is like a big old jesus party she That's awesome. loves it it is it's going to be really, it's really great good. yeah and if you're able to be here it's worth coming to That's like y'all if you're in like west virginia you can drive and get here in time mm -hmm. and it's going to be great yeah so yeah it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be awesome yeah wait what do you say he said, go ahead and talk about what we're talking about. Oh, well, let's talk about what we're talking about. All right. Do you, do you guys have the graphic ready? Today, I, I, I want to do a pastor. Today, we are going to be answering the question, are you soulish? A huge trap revealed. That's what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> we're, going to be, we're going to be talking about, well, I mean, the last couple of days, we've been talking about the, the mind, yeah. uh, the mind, will, emotions. We're talk, we, we've been talking about the uh, body, soul, and spirit. Yeah. You know, the three parts of man. And if you haven't had a chance to, to really take a, a strong listen and like note take, like listen, because let me tell you, the, those last few days, the, the revelation in that changes the way you even like read the Bible. It, it, it literally, 
as we've been going through through the the body, soul, spirit, the three parts of man, it's really just been it's been opening my eyes to how should I be acting yeah. to to identify you know, to help me identify what's what's the Holy Spirit, what's just myself, you know, um, and it's been great. But today, so today we're kind of carrying that on a little bit. Yeah talking about the soulish, you know, which is one of the parts of man, Um, the soul, the mind, the will, the emotions. We're going to be talking about, are you soulish? And and it's going to be good. Yeah, Yeah. well, and here's the thing with, are you soulish? We, you know, we touched on it yesterday, is every thought that comes into your head, your thought. Yeah. And it's not always your thought. You know, Mm -hmm. your mind has two different inputs if it's born again. If you're born again, then you have an input from your corrupted flesh, and Mm. you also have an input from your spirit, which is renewed to God. So a lot of times people think, can think, that what they're doing if they're born again, it's, well, I'm saved, so God's just going to, it's, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And you Mm -hmm people will just make a decision to do something, not realizing that they're in their brain. You know, I shared a story yesterday about how I thought that I was doing something for the Lord, but it's something that just Mm -hmm. came straight out of my soul. Mm -hmm. You know, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions, like we talked about yesterday. And if your soul is not receiving an input from the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit isn't Mm -hmm. your mind isn't renewed fully to the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. then a lot of times when you're making decisions or you're even thinking thoughts you're not thinking thoughts that are linked to the Spirit of God and it's a trap because the enemy knows that if he can keep you in your mind if he can keep you in your in your thoughts Mm -hmm. instead of thinking God's thoughts by the anointing, then you'll end up making decisions that have the flesh as a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I was talking to pastor yesterday about how, um, I I remember there was someone that, that I was listening to speak to some teenagers and they were saying, you want to know what God's voice sounds like? And they're like, sure. Yeah, of course. And he's like, just think your name right now. And that's like, okay. He's like, that's God's voice. And I'm like, mm, what? Because that's, because <laughs> here's the thing, that exact same sounding voice is what also tells those teenagers they're sure. worthless pieces of junk and that sure. they're not going to amount to anything. So it's like, but God would never say that, you know? And so, so obviously I was like, that's not right. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't make sense. That's not biblical because, because yeah. that, that really is just showing um, in absence of, of understanding of the body, soul, and spirit, because they're just automatically saying, if it comes into your mind, it's God. And that's what leads so many people wrong, Yeah, you know, is because they think, well, I fought it, and if I'm renewed or if I have the mind of Christ, because it came into my mind, it must be God. But that's not always the case. Yeah, You know, because, and you already alluded to it, we talked about it extensively yesterday. You, your flesh is feeding your mind, your spirit's feeding your mind, the Holy Spirit's feeding your mind, and we have to make the decision, which one are we going to feed, which one are we going to listen to, yeah. which one, because there have been many times, you know, where I'm sitting in a service, my flesh is telling me one thing, while my spirit is telling me another thing. My, like, I, I talked about this before, but when Brother Tracy was here, you know, he would go on what, like, I've been taught are rabbit trails, you know, and, um, but what was really happening was the Holy Spirit was leading him to address a topic that, you know, that somebody needed in that moment that it might have felt in my flesh, 
Like, and my flesh was telling me, he, he's undisciplined and stuff like that. But I knew that that was wrong. I knew that that wasn't accurate because I knew he's being led by the Spirit and the Holy Spirit has something for, for someone for that. Like, that's why he's going into that. Um, but then the Spirit was saying, was telling me the things that I was just saying. Yeah. So I had to make a decision, which voice am I going to listen to? You know, um, because one of them was the flesh and one of them was the soul, um, was the Spirit. And I had to choose to listen to the Spirit. But... Um, but yeah, so today we're talking about am I soulish, mm-hmm. which is an important topic. It's really important. It is an important topic. Welcome. It really is. Hello. Yeah. Here, here you go. Thank you, sir. Um, so cardstock. Yeah. The uh, one of the things that we are talking about. Let's look at Romans chapter eight real quick and look at verse fourteen. This this is one of the most important topics I think uh, mm. that I've ever come across. I mean, there's. What we've really been doing over the last you know, few months and weeks is covering like some of the most important things. And yeah, uh, sure. these these notes that I just gave y'all, I just I just gave them to you because I thought you might want to have them. We're yeah. not going through all of those. It's just yeah. there might be a couple of scriptures that we go to. But mm-hmm. um, one of the most important things is determining if you're soulish. Because if you're soulish, yeah. it's like the example you gave yesterday. Mm-hmm. If you're soulish, you can completely deceive yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You can completely deceive yourself. And soulish means that you're operating in the mind, mm-hmm. will, and emotions. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are operating out of the mind, will, and emotions, you're soulish. Yeah. Now, here's the, here's the bigger question, or maybe the more defining question. Who isn't operating soulishly first? Like, who doesn't have their soulish realm as the priority? And the truth is, we've never been taught to operate differently, really, uh, by many people at all. And so what we've been taught is to operate soulishly. And uh, we're operating simply by logic, by by our will, and by our emotions. Mm -hmm. And... um, you know, basically your your logic and emotions and then you the will is chosen off of those two. So now one of the things that you see is looking at Romans eight and verse fourteen in in the New Testament. Now I want you to see in the Old Testament they put out fleeces, they put out different physical confirmations because they did not have the Holy Ghost. They didn't have Jesus and they hadn't received the Holy Ghost as a whole. But in the New Testament we have and so the way that we're led by God changed and we'll talk about that more next week as we talk about about how to be led by God. But just look at this because this shows us how we are to be led in and how we are to live our life in the New Testament era, uh, this is the only way. And and it's point blank and it's absolute for all who are being led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God or these are the children of God. And that's it. It's the Spirit. Now, if you go down to verse 16, you see the flow of that, which we talked about a little bit yesterday. We'll talk about more in detail next week. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are the children of God. So the Holy Spirit speaks to our spirit, and then it gives us a witness, and it gives us a testimony in our spirit, man, in the inner man, that we are the children of God. Now, how he communicates that is how he communicates everything else as well. And we see that the Lord utilizes what's known as the inward witness or the witness to the spirit man, the inner man, right? And uh, this is the only way to be led. That means if I'm led by my logic 
and not this first, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm missing it. Yeah. It's a trap, and it yeah. will get me off base. Your story yesterday, if you didn't hear this yesterday, go back and listen, mm -hmm. uh, listen to Barrett's testimony. And I also had a testimony where I was you know, deceived, and I, had, I thought it was God, and it wasn't. And that's what you were describing. And uh, it shows how you can get into that soulish realm. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody's done it on, on some level. I, sometimes we've done it on a bigger level, yeah. right? And uh, yeah, <laughs> so I, I have too. And uh, most times when we're in the soulish realm, here's the problem with it though. Because we're operating in the soulish realm and not the spiritual realm first, we open ourselves to fleshly and worldly input, yeah. mm -hmm. right? Now in the Old Testament, like with Gideon, he laid out a fleece. Lord, if it's, if it's wet, then I know it's you. The next day, if it's dry, I know it's you, right? And, and it... So in other words, he was asking the Lord to do supernatural stuff, but here's the problem with that. God's not the only one who can operate in right. that way. Mm -hmm. uh, the devil can manifest stuff, you yes, know, uh, as deceptions. He can manifest things as well. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody's operating today by quote-unquote fleeces, because yeah. Gideon put out a fleece to check, mm -hmm. if they're operating by fleeces, uh, I, I believe it was Brother Hagen said, then you are, you're setting yourself up to be fleeced. Yeah. You know, uh, you're going to get tricked eventually yeah. uh, because that is not the way that the Holy Spirit, that the Lord tells us yeah. to be led. It's by the Spirit of God. Yeah. So in, talking about the soulish realm, and, and this might would make more sense after we talked about how to be led, but uh, I think seeing this will help you see I need to be led. And yeah. so this will give you a why that we need to have that teaching uh, next week on how to be led by the Spirit of God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the soulish realm basically is that I logic something out. I do things by what's in front of me. Yeah. Um, I do all my planning without uh, Holy Spirit input or, yeah. or not just all of it, I do it half with his input and half me. Right? Mm -hmm. So like when you go to the garden where Eve sinned, there was half of the input was what God said. It was spirit leading. Yeah. But what caused the whole of mankind to fall was yeah. she got in her soul. Yeah. She got in the soulish realm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. she started thinking and she started logicking out. And that's what the enemy gave her. So that's mm -hmm. the area. The soulish realm is where uh, the devil actually fights the battle mm -hmm. against us. And so if you're not aware of the soulish yeah. realm, you are prime for a trap. Yeah. yeah. Well, the so I feel like the soulish realm being in it can a lot of times come back to having a lack of patience because our, we want to, at least yeah. for me, um, I want things to make sense. And mm -hmm. a lot of times when God talks, he'll give you a piece mm -hmm. yeah. and he'll want you to be patient while he mm -hmm. prepares you for the next yeah. piece of it. But our brains... It's like they malfunction and are like, I don't want just one. I want more. And right. it's our brain is super yeah. powerful. You have an example of how the brain works that if you just give it a few pictures, yeah. and it's like you give them a picture of this and a picture of this and a picture of this, your brain is like a flip book and it'll put all the in-between pictures together yeah. to figure out how you go yeah. from A to C. It'll create B. And yeah. a lot of times, because we haven't always had the fruit of patience coming yeah. out, yeah. we'll create, well, this makes sense. Yeah. And God's 
God doesn't want us to make sense. He wants mm -hmm. us to be obedient and follow him and yeah. trust him and allow him to be the revealer yeah. instead of us grabbing it and making it fit, which is yeah. what I talked about I did yesterday. Yeah. I made something fit that never yeah. was supposed to fit. Yeah. And well, it didn't fit. And what you can see also is somebody who actually is very smart, um, what was their strength can become their weakness. Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, and that's, and I found that to be true in myself is, is I had the ability to think through things, but because I was thinking through things, yeah. what was, and, and watch this, there are two questions that we've always talked about is, who's the source and who gets the glory? Yeah. Yeah. Who's the source, number one, put those in the comments, who's the source mm -hmm. and who gets the glory? And uh, I'm going to ask them, can you refresh this chat screen, please? Uh, it looks like it's not working. Um, or scroll it up or something. Um, so uh, who's the source and who gets the glory, mm -hmm. right? And so if all of my answers are coming from my logic, mm -hmm. if all of my answers are coming from my logic, then who's the source of it? Me. You. Me, yeah. yeah. And so I'm limited to fleshly Brian at that yeah. point, right? But if God is leading my, me by the Holy Spirit, then now I can see, and, and I, can, I can see what he wants me to see, mm -hmm. and my limits are taken off now. Now I can be unlimited, yeah. right? Yeah. And so just by terms of, uh, you know, where are we going? What do we want to do? I don't want to stay where I'm at. That means I've got to have a supernatural supply. Mm -hmm. Well, that means I don't need to function from my mind only. Now, God will, he's given us our mind, and it is to be used. The issue is, what's the originating source yeah. of everything that we're doing? What's the originating source yeah. of our answers, yeah. mm -hmm. right? Many times, uh, I'll have stuff, and, and you've watched me now for years. You've started to, to see it as well. Mm -hmm. I'll have things that I'm praying over, and people will be pressuring me to come up with an answer, but I know that I haven't heard from the Lord yet. Mm -hmm. I also know that God knows my timeline, mm -hmm. right? And I also know that he's got the answer, and he can see all things. I also know that he has uh, the best for me. So why would I not wait on him to hear from? And it goes back to what you said. It's a lack of patience. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'll wait. I'll get the exact answer. Mm -hmm. I'll get the exact answer, mm -hmm. and it'll be supernatural. Yeah. And uh, we'll share the chair testimony uh, today about that because that's a good example of mm -hmm. the soul versus the spirit. And it was a huge supernatural testimony yeah. of what happened. So one of the things that you see here is that God wants us operating by the spirit yeah. first, yeah. You know, not the flesh. Yeah. And the flesh is your earthly logic. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of people are like, well, you, you're telling me I'm not supposed to think that's not what I'm telling you. I'm saying that that yeah. should not be your source. Yeah. And uh, if that's your source, then you are circumventing the system God put up and called holy. Yeah. And you're going to you're going to have less than you should. Yeah. Well, the scripture that keeps coming to my mind is Proverbs three, five and six. You know, trust in the Lord. That's making him your source yeah. with yeah. all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Lean yes. not. So that doesn't mean that we don't use our understanding. Like, I don't, like I'm not, every morning I don't pick up my toothbrush and say, Lord, am I supposed to brush my teeth? But right. if the Lord were to tell me, yeah. don't brush your teeth right now. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. You yeah. know, but I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. I'll put my toothbrush yes. down. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't 
walk up to to an intersection and say, Lord, you know, should I look both ways before I cross the street or something like that? You yeah. know? But if the Holy Spirit were to say, don't look both ways, just go. You know, the Bible yeah. does say we walk by faith, not That's by right. sight. That's right. So, so when, as I'm walking in life, if the Lord gives me an instruction that goes contrary to my own understanding, yeah. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. See, that, that's where a lot of people get mixed up is they lean on their yes. understanding. Yes. Well, this doesn't make sense, Great so let point. me just sit back and wait. Let me just sit back and, you know, eventually, whenever it makes sense, eventually when things start lining up, that's when I'll begin to obey. Yes. And that's where a lot of people get mixed up. You know, God's calling them into the missions field. Okay, well, let's wait until we can raise enough funds, you know, to do it. But if God's calling you to do it now, yeah. you know, the funds are there. The resources are there. God's not going to give you an instruction without providing a yes. way through. But if, but if we just wait for the stars to align and everything to work out, what's, what, what are we doing? We're leaning, we're operating yeah. in the soulless realm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're operating in our own understanding and we're leaning on that. And because of that, you know, we'll often miss out on what God has for us. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, like a, a real-time example, you know, pastor's given me um, a responsibility for tonight, for prayer night. He told me a week ago that there are some things that he wants me to do. Mm -hmm. So I, I've been seeking the Lord about it, yeah. and I haven't, to my knowledge, I haven't been undisciplined with it. Like, I've sought him, right. and I know what needs to be done. I know what to do. And I could figure things out. Like yeah. you gave me some instructions. And so I know this would be good. This would be good. I'd like to see this. But it wasn't until Wednesday that I started to have really some clear direction of what it looked like. Last night, I carved that whole time out. I'm like, I have a whole night. It's going to be me and Jesus. It's going to be amazing. I, I told you, I was like, I'm going to have the scriptures and things ready to yeah. send to you. It's going to be awesome. And I got home. And when I got home, like, I just, I, I like, my, physically, I felt drained. Yeah. And I knew, okay, I have this to do. I have to get this done. I have to spend this time with Jesus. And I felt, by the leading of the Lord, I believed that I heard, you need to go to bed. And I'm like, right. nope. I need to get this done for pastor. <laughs> and my soul knew I have this responsibility yeah. to do. I have an expectation to meet. And it's it's not a small thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a big thing that I need to do. And I was, I need to do it. I, my yeah. soul tried to put that pressure on me of, you need to get this done. You need to do it. And my spirit was like, you need to rest. Yeah. Like, you need to go to bed. And so I was like, okay, I'm don't like it, but yeah. I'm going to go to bed. And this morning when I woke up, it was boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. Things were just there, and I knew what needed to go where, and I yeah. have it basically done to give to you after this. Yeah. And that's how he works. Mm -hmm. I, my logic was stay up, press through, mm -hmm. push your flesh to the mm -hmm. dominate your flesh, yeah. make it do what it needs to do. Mm -hmm. But the spirit was saying you need to sleep because you're about to go into something that's yeah. exerting. Well, after listening to both of you, you know, somebody may be sitting there and asking the question, okay, well, how do I function with that? Because I generally think about things yeah. that I do. And I know God's given us a brain, so what's the balance of that? And then I'm going to tell you kind of what the flow of that is. And I, I use that word on purpose. It is a flow. Uh, but then we're going to show you a couple examples about why the soulish realm can be such a trap mm -hmm. and maybe highlight if you are in it, but also show you how not operating in it is actually one of the best things that you can do. And yeah. for those of you who don't know us, all three of us are thinkers. Like yeah. all three of us very yeah. naturally and very mm -hmm. easily go can go into the thinking 
yeah. habit. Yeah. So yeah. it's not that we're unaware of what this is like. Like we, it, yeah. it could be a default setting if we let it. Yeah, I would say, I would say it, because I relied on it so much, it became a ditch yeah. and it mm -hmm. became a burden Same. actually in yeah. that way because I was trying to figure everything out instead of utilizing faith. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. So uh, how do you flow with this? How do you, how do you actually flow and not get, you know, wooden in your uh, approach? How do you flow uh, in the word and flow in the leading of God and not, you know, get it where it's so legalistic? So for me, I'd actually, I had found the priority of following the leading of God. Uh, but I'd moved kind of to a legalistic place where, that was very wooden, very, you know, item upon item, it's like, all right, Lord, do I do this? What do I do next? What do I do next? What do I do next? And so my whole flow was like, go stop, go stop, go stop, go stop, go stop. And God doesn't want that. He wants a flow, yeah. you know. He wants a flow with the Holy Ghost. And so one of the things that the Lord has shown me, and ultimately he, he corrected me on that, he said, let me show you a better way. In other words, he says, once you've heard direction from me, you go in that direction and you just flow. You flow in that direction. You, you answer things. If you come to something that you don't know, ask me. Okay, but if you know what to do, just flow. But here's the key. Keep your ear. And this is where maturity comes in. Mm -hmm. Keep your ear open, the, like your spiritual ear open yeah. to the leading of the Holy Ghost to give instructions, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, re redirect or correct. You mm -hmm. know, Get, let him correct you, give instructions or redirect you. And if you are listening with the Holy Ghost to hear that, uh, he'll, even if you get off target, he'll keep you on target because yeah. you'll, you'll be listening for that. So that takes humility and hunger and being unbiased. You have to be unbiased in order to do that. But this way you get in a flow. So in other words, I don't seek the Lord on brushing my teeth at night, like what you were saying earlier. I don't have to do that. I don't seek the Lord uh, necessarily on... Uh, eating, like, okay, it's time to eat. Mm -hmm. Now, but I leave my ear open to it, So, and where I go. So, for example, yesterday you and I went to grab a bite to eat. I already knew that you and I were supposed to go to a certain area. I sensed it in the spirit before that, and I was throwing up ideas, but I didn't. I sensed it, but I didn't give it all the attention. But then when we started talking about it, the Holy Spirit brought it back to me and said, you need to go over here. And so that's why we went to the place that we were at. And so what was that? You know, some days he'll let me choose, but some days he wants you to be at one place uh, and it may be just so somebody sees you yeah. and it reminds them to get to church or it, you know, or that you say a word or they see you and God wants to put, put you on their heart, you yeah. know, or you, or you're going to, uh, you know, lead somebody to the Lord. You run into somebody that you need to lead to the Lord. So we actually, where we went, we had kind of a, uh, uh, event that happened that stood out. You know, I'd I'd left my wallet in the in the trunk, right? Well, I don't know. You know, sometimes it, it's a timing, but I don't know. Maybe me having to get out of the car in the middle of the drive-through, <laughs> and get out of the car and go to the back. Maybe it caused that person to re to remember me. They'll they'll think, hey, I know that guy. Mm -hmm. And then maybe two years from now. 
God invites them to church and they go, oh, I remember that guy. He was the one at the drive-thru and he was a nice guy because, you know, we're supposed to flow in love all the time too. And, uh, you know, maybe that's just that one little touch that causes them to come to church, yeah. which causes them to follow, you know, Christ. But we need that flow. And that's why we don't just throw those things out. We need to really up our leading of the Holy Ghost. It can be very important. That's why we're going to go over that next yeah. week is how to be led. But what we don't need to be is soulish. Well, I really feel like this, yeah. right? I really feel like this, so I'm going to go get this no matter what I kind of yeah. sensed earlier and you throw yeah. that away. So now my emotions and my feelings are leading my life and not the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've seen that knock a lot of people off track too. Yes. Like being yes. led by their thoughts. Yes. Because, you know, like especially like, being a youth pastor, you know, I like I would see teenagers on fire for God. You know, they were on fire, and then someone being led by their soul, they just look and say, "Oh man, that teenager's on fire for God." That's not necessarily normal for teenagers. Then they'll walk up to them and say, "You probably have a call for ministry. You right. probably should be a pastor." And they're all—it's all logic. Yeah, and yeah. and then that can get into them. Or emotion. Yeah. yeah, that can get into them. Oh, yeah. wow, wow, that sounds really nice. You know, maybe yeah. maybe God is calling me. And what what's be, what's happening is they're not actually saying, Lord, what what are you saying in this? Yeah. They're just saying, well, they yes. said that that sounds pretty nice. You know what? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in the ministry now. And then they can they can follow that all the way into a wrong path that that'll lead them to a whole, like a place that God never intended them to be. All because yeah. one person operated soulish, and then it you know it just kind of it can add up. And yeah. so like. Whenever I would hear people in our church say that to teenagers, I'm like, make sure you're led by God, not just because someone told you that. Yes. Because without yes. a calling from God, it's not going to end well. And um, yeah. And um, but like, it's really important for us to to be careful, you know, yeah. with stuff or not careful, but, but to be wise and to be led, you know, yeah. with stuff like that, uh, because we can we can the reality is we can knock somebody off off the path that God has for them just by saying one thing in, 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 in yeah. the soul. Yeah. Well, and God's never designed us to be an island, like yeah. ever. And we say that often here. Yeah. But, you know, there's somebody who's walked more with the Lord than you have, who's further along in the things of God. Like, yeah. of the three of us, Pastor Brian has way more experience being led by God than Buddy and I do mm -hmm. together at yeah. this point. Like, it's just you've had time with him that we haven't. Sure. And so you understand it better. So it's not, you mm -hmm. don't place a mandate on mm -hmm. me or my husband or buddy or his wife to come to you and check our leading. Mm -hmm. But we know you're smarter than we are with yeah. this stuff because the Lord has, you've had time with him. Yeah. You know him better than mm -hmm. we do at yeah. this point. Yeah. So as you're learning how to be led, yes, there are yeah. people that God wants you to connect to that can help you learn the Lord's voice as you're learning these things and confirm it. You yeah. know, it, it, it's... Hey, Pastor it. Oscar, good to see you, man. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I just wanted to say that before no, you got good. going. <laughs> you're good. Well, and so what we're about to show you is so very important, and I'm going to show you the trap of that. This is what so many people fall into, and they don't even know that they're falling into it. Yeah. So look at, look at this. They, and the, most people have no idea about what we're about yeah. to talk about. Mm -hmm. well, I mean, they, they might could 
they might could hear it and agree, but they've never heard teaching on it. Mm -hmm. The majority of people never heard teaching on it. They've never seen it in operation in their pastors because most, I can tell you, most pastors don't understand this. And it is a straight up trap and it, and it completely robs from the people of God every day, every day. Go ahead. I'll hold it. Okay. Well, I might be going for a while, so. (laughs) All I was going to say is the the reason this is important is bigger than you personally. Mm -hmm. Like you operating in the soulless realm or me operating in the soulless realm influences you because the words that I say, Mm -hmm. I don't just have to deal with them. You have to deal with them. Buddy has to deal with them. Pastor has to deal with them. There was a time back in the testimony I gave yesterday about believing I was called to be a pastor and I wasn't there. I remember here at Boomerang, there were some people visiting. I sat over there and after service, when it was just me and George by ourselves, we normally lock up the building often. They got George and I alone. They're like, the Lord told us that you're called to be pastors and you're going to be pastors with Pastor Brian. And we brought it to you but that still fed that yeah. wrong thought. The soulish thought. The soulish thought because they wanted to be used by God. I don't yeah. think they were being malicious, no. but that soulish thought was then yeah. something I had to deal with mm-hmm. that then impacted yeah. me and made mm-hmm. it that much more difficult. And what they did was they saw a call on your life. Yeah. They saw a gifting in your life. They just misplaced it because here's what happened. This is where the soul comes in. They see something, and either it's by logic or by experience or by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. They can see something by the Spirit, but then assume it fits in a different box through the soul, through the mind, will, and emotion. And uh, so, in other words, many times people, that's why when we hear from the Lord or get a word, I say, write it down exactly as he said it, because Mm -hmm. God is very specific and what he says in the words that he uses and don't add to it. You can give me, you know, like write exactly what he said and then put a break and then you can say, here's what I think, how I think that applies. But that's all us and that's, that could be soulish. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't play with that. And, and this is, this is why it's so important is because people assume so many different things yeah. based off of their background. Mm-hmm. They, they base it off of their experience. Yeah. So, for example, I, I gave this example the other day. I know what it looks like now, for the most part, physically, I know what it looks like when somebody is demon-possessed, right? Mm-hmm. I know what it looks like, uh, the physical manifestations of the anointing on somebody. Mm -hmm. However, those can be counterfeited, right? Those things can be counterfeited. And if the Holy Spirit isn't ministering something, a word to my spirit, then if I look at that, I'm opening up the door to to a realm that is not God. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, I've honestly, you know, um, being soulish, I feel like a lot of times it looks like intellectualism. Yes, it's, yes. It's following your intellect. It's following... Or well, emotionalism. Yes. Or emotionalism. Yeah, yeah. it's really both of yeah. those. What I've seen a lot is, you know, some of the most faithless Christians are the ones w- with the highest degrees of theology. Yes. You know, yes. like I remember hearing David Crank tell a story of like how there was a guy who had his master's in or his doctorate in theology. 
and like they sat down to have a conversation. He brought in with like a big stack of books, none of them the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> big stack of books. And then David Crank just came with his Bible. And he was like, and he started opening books and started like saying, so what about this? And he's like, stop, 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 stop. What do you want to know? He's like, why, why can't I see, see God move? You know, why, yeah. why, can't, why have I never heard the voice of God? Like his heart was broken, yeah. you know, and he was searching. But his intellect and his soul got yeah. in the way. I, I remember when I preached for the first time at my old church on, uh, on uh, prosperity, or I essentially just was preaching on generosity and how generosity guarantees increase. You yeah. know? And I gave a list of 20 scriptures. <laughs> like I remember, I'm going to put as much scripture in here as possible. <laughs> and and uh, someone posted saying, well, I guess that these scriptures don't apply to people in China. You know? And I'm like, let's have a conversation. So yeah. I was talking to him. I'm like, so what do you have to say about the scriptures that I use? I don't know. Well, what scriptures do you have? I don't know. But there's these people in China that aren't, you know. It's and that, experiential. Yeah. And, I'm, yeah. and all of a sudden, it's, it's intellectual. Well, this is what I see. So therefore, the Bible's wrong was essentially what they were yeah. saying. And, and, and that's intellectualism. It but the issue is, faith. I don't want to jump past that. Yeah. The issue is there's a lot of variables yeah. that they are unaware of. Yeah. There's a lot of variables that they're unaware of. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but the word works. Yeah. And a lot of people will take an experiential doctrine and then go into the soul with what <laughs> they see, with what they yeah. experience. Mm -hmm. And now that's where they learn their doctrine from is yeah. an experience instead of saying God's word is true. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm you know it, one of the things that we brought up yeah the word always works one of the things that we um, brought up was uh, in the spiritual warfare class is is that um, basically no matter what we experience mm -hmm. God's word's always going to be true yeah. and here's what we need to see if that oh not not in the spiritual warfare last week uh, during the Sunday service. Uh, we're doing so many different services. I'm, I'm <laughs> losing track of where did I say that? Yeah. And so here's the, here's the thing. Uh, in that service, I said, here's the issue. If this word produces a supernatural power that produces a miracle that breaks physical law, yeah. this word is higher yeah. than the physical law. Yeah. And so that word is higher than experiences. Mm -hmm. And all it's got to do is do that. This word is higher than that. And that's why if you live by logic, if you live yeah. by emotion, if you live by the soulish realm, you're always going to be living inferior. Yeah. Yeah. A soulish life is always inferior. I remember so. when, oh, I'm sorry. No, were go ahead. Done? I was just going to say, I remember when I, I don't remember what we were talking about. It was really early of me being here. And I was trying to figure something out. And I think I said the word I like 12 times in my sentences to you. Well, I think this, I'm processing yeah. this, I'm trying to figure this out, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, stop. Yeah, yeah. Who's doing this? I'm like, well, I'm trying. And as soon as I said it, Holy Spirit caught me in yes. it. I'm like, yeah. I'm trying to do this. And that's tracing back the origins of your thoughts, like mm -hmm. tracing emotions back to the beginning yeah. helps you truly understand if they're yes. coming from the Lord or if they're coming from you. Yeah. Like I, I just in all trend, I, I never mind using me as an example at the very beginning, like pastor caught my attention with something that I needed to fix how I was doing that evoked an emotion in me that yeah. was not excited. It was, 
crud buckets. Yeah. And so for a minute, like yeah. it tried to be there. And in this, in this moment, you watched me do it. You just didn't know it. My head, I stopped. I'm like, where did this come from? Yeah. It come from right. It came from right here. Did God like cause me to feel this way? No. Is yeah. this a God emotion? No. Then stop it. Yeah. And if you trace those back, the majority of the time you can find out that emotion wasn't birthed of God. That was birth of my feelings. That yeah. was birth of the, that. I just need to ignore that. I, uh, Pastor Oscar put up sometimes a legit uh, Ephesians 4.11 calling. So apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers uh, is, is a legit calling, but it's not the right one. He says yeah. it can be a soulish seeking from the leader or the follower. You know, either one, the leader or the follower, could try to shoehorn somebody into a position because they see an anointing. Yeah. But it was all in their soul trying mm -hmm. to figure it instead of hearing from God. Yeah. And it's the Word of God that empowers us. Yeah. It's the Word of God that has provision. It's the Word of God that produces faith. Yeah. We don't need a logic. We need a Word, right? Yeah. And so many times what I'll do going to what you're saying is, and I said this yesterday, why do we, when we are the most immature with God, hear what we think our destiny is, and, and we're the most immature in our ability to be led, and we never go back and challenge that? Like, as I grow more mature, I, I can't tell you the number of times I've taken what I thought at the beginning and put it on the altar and let the fire of God purify yeah. it. Mm -hmm. you know, let the fire of God test it. Yeah. And like, is this, am I called to be a pastor? What am I called to do? Yeah. What am I doing? Is this church that we started the right thing? Yeah. And, you know, people are like, you ask God if, if you should shut down the church? Yes. Because I don't want to be doing the wrong thing. Yeah. I don't want to be doing for years something God never told me to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never want to be that. I would, I would have done it in a second, a split. As soon as I knew it was God, I'd have started making phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. Now, without question. Now, he showed me clearly that it was his will, but it, and it was the time to be doing it. But yeah. I'm telling you, I would have done it in a heartbeat. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I'm not afraid to do that because whatever God says is always going to be yeah. opportunity to increase. Yeah. And so now let me show you these things because you're going to see this. And, and this is just such a powerful point. But um, we did a message and it was the flow of knowledge. Uh, that was at a Holy Spirit service a few months back, the flow of knowledge. We've referenced mm -hmm. it. We need to make sure we have that uh on, on ready because a lot of times that's going to be one that I talk about. It was an in-depth study at this topic, but from that are a couple of scriptures I want to read you. Uh, and if you didn't see that one, that is a it is a major problem that's been in the American church. Would y'all agree? Yeah. And it needs to be corrected. Yeah. And it will help people so much to understand yeah. the flow of knowledge and how we've been doing it wrong. All right. So First Corinthians one. 21. It says, for since the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God. Just hear this. The world through its wisdom did not come to know. Yeah. It didn't come to know. The world through its wisdom didn't come to knowledge. You see, so logic and the soulish realm is never going to be the way that we are to come to knowledge, mm -hmm. right? So when we get in the soulish realm, either intellectually or emotionally, that's never going to be the way yeah. uh, that works. This is not the way. All right, now go to uh, 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 10. 
For to us, God revealed them through the spirit. For the spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. So how does God reveal to us the word, the plan, the provision, everything? It all comes not through the soul, not mm -hmm. through the mind, will, and emotions. Yeah. It comes through the spirit. Yeah. That's always his way. And then... Uh, Go to verse 14, this, this whole passage right here, 1 Corinthians uh, 2, 10 through 14. Uh, he says, he wants us to know the things of God, but verse uh, 13, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, mm -hmm. but in those taught by the Spirit. Yeah. It's the Spirit. And then he says, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him. Mm -hmm. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised or spiritually discerned. Yeah. In other words, the things of God that we need that is our isn't the Word our provision and our supply? Yeah. Absolutely. If you, if you know the Bible, the Word is the provision. Yeah. The Word is what works, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But you don't get the Word and the things of God through a natural way. Yeah. You know, you don't sit, and this is part of what we talk about, you don't sit in a service on Sunday and get it with your logic. Yeah. And that's, that's what that series is, part, a big part of it, not all of it, but is about, is you don't get it through your logic. Mm -hmm. But that's how most people enter church. And so they think that what they're going to do is they're going to come in there with their soul, with their mind, mm -hmm. and grow in God. Mm -hmm. That's not how the Bible teaches us. No. Mm -hmm. It is, it is a spiritual discernment. It's you catch those things in the spirit. The, and then uh, 1 John 2.20, it says, you have the unction and you know. In other words, you learn these things by the anointing. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get, you want to figure something mm -hmm. out? Get in the anointing. Yeah. You want to get some wisdom on something? Mm -hmm. Get in the anointing. Yeah. You want things to, solutions to come? Get in the anointing. A church alive is worth the drive. Amen. You want to go to a higher level? Get in the anointing. Mm -hmm. and, and that can be one at a church and, and that is absolutely, if you have life without a fellowship, and without a family and without somebody preaching to you, then you're missing out on God's plan. Yeah. But at the same time, that's also in our personal fellowship. I can enter into the anointing with my, the Lord and I at the house. That's what I do throughout the week. And when I come on Sundays, I, yeah. I get it through the church, right? Mm -hmm. And that's part of the flow. Now, yeah. why is this important? Well, number one, God's showing us we can't get it any other way. Yeah. We can't get it any other way. Here's the second thing. Our brain is so powerful. It is so powerful. You're going back to what you said earlier. And, and, and watch this. Our soulish realm is so powerful. And if we get, in, I'll go to intellectual in a second, but just emotional. If you get emotionally attached to something, that's what people will say you have a soul tie. It's an emotional tie to, to them. I've watched believers, I've, not, not just unbelievers, I've watched believers get emotionally attached to, I've got to have this, or I've got to do it this way. And they will go out and they will spend money, waste money. They will derail their yeah. life to get a hold of that because they've not taken their thoughts captive. They've gotten emotionally attached. And, and here's what happens. And, and I'll use this example, but here's what happens. When our brain is so powerful, when you set a goal in front of our brain or you set a 
problem that needs to be solved in front of our brain. Our brain will work and find solutions to get there, mm -hmm. right? But that's good if they're things that God said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if they're not things that God said, yeah. then, then we will find a way and we will think it's God mm -hmm. and the whole time we're doing a soulish item, mm -hmm. right? I've watched many people start churches. I know God didn't tell them to start churches. Mm -hmm. I've watched many people uh, that said that they were pastors. They weren't pastors. I've watched many people that come in and they think that they, you know, come into a ministry and build their resume. And, and that's not what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to plant themselves. The Bible says plant yourself, but they come in trying to build a spiritual resume. They're doing it soulish. They're doing it in a worldly way. And it literally hamstrings them or knocks them out of the ministry many times if they don't correct it. So there was a show that I was watching about the power of the brain. And what it showed was, it showed, I think it was five, uh, five slides and, and they were static images. They were not moving five pictures, which is not a whole lot of pictures. And it showed a football in an arc. Okay. And the first picture was here uh, at your, I guess about nine or 10 o'clock. The next and the football was there on the picture. The next picture was the football was at 11. The next picture, the football was at 12 o'clock. The next picture was at 1 o'clock. And the next picture was like at 2 o'clock. So if you looked at them in an order, it actually, uh, you could see the flow of it. But you could also see slow enough, you can see there were actually gaps of space in between the football. But when they sped that picture up, it, it, they went, they showed all five of them like that. It literally showed no gaps. When I'm looking at it, there was no gaps whatsoever. And they said, we know it looks like a trick. It looks like video. But actually what happens is this. We actually showed you the five images just quickly. Your brain says, I've got to fill in those gaps. I've got to find a way to make those images, those five images, make sense. And so when we get things that are not led by the Spirit... Can you imagine how dangerous that yeah. is when we do not take our thoughts captive mm -hmm. and the devil throws or our corrupted flesh throws an emotional item or we are set on using our intellect to get something yeah. and all of a sudden it's not God. Yeah. Yeah. It's not God. And our brain will take off on a path to make it happen and we will stamp it with the God stamp and we'll be just leaving a trail of damage the whole way. And, and there's no provision for our life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of people that we've had here who have been called by God to yeah. be ministers. And there's been the pressure or the worldly emotion of a job yes. attached to them. Yeah. And instead of putting those feelings down, submitting them to you. It's yeah. God told me to do this and they're gone and they're yeah. not in the ministry. Some like yeah. literally I've yeah. watched people die yeah. that have, it was the one thought, it was mm -hmm. the soulish emotion. Yes. It was the feelings and they're just, it was, it out. was the logic. Mm -hmm. We, we have testimony after testimony. And I remember one situation where early on in their Christianity, they, they, yeah. Coming into their Christianity, they had a goal, mm -hmm. right? Coming on in into 
their Christianity, they had a goal. And Kevin just put this up. This is awesome. If it were not for Boomerang, this is exactly what I was going to do is yeah. follow that soulless thing. Praise God, Kevin. Praise God. Yeah. You know, praise God. It's, it's so, and Serena says, that's why it's so important to take every thought captive. You are exactly right. Yeah. It, you are so right. It is. And that's what, that's what we, while we're talking about this today. So, but in this case, uh, yeah, Kevin, look at what he just said. He said, I was on my way to Vermont to start a church. Hmm. Now, Kevin, and I'll tell you, Kevin, you know, and I, I don't think you'll mind at all. I knew the second you told me that was the wrong thing to do. I knew it instantly in my spirit, but you had to get to the place you know, and I said, oh, okay, well, we can pray about that and we can seek the Lord on it. And because you didn't know me like you know me now, you know, you haven't seen, you hadn't seen me operate in that way. But now look at the, what you saved yourself from, what you saved the people from, a calling that there would have been no provision for. And, you know, in that way, it, and that's, Praise God that you listened, that yeah. you humbled yourself to the leading of the spirit and you humbled yourself to a spiritual leader yeah. uh, and a pastor instead of just running with it. Yeah. And that's what so many people do. And they, they're like, well, no, I know God told me this. Yeah. And it's like, that's actually pride. Yeah. That's actually pride, you know. Yeah. And, that's what uh, mine was yesterday. Yeah, we were your story about. yesterday was a great example of this. And it's kind of why I wanted to go back into it yeah. and just talk about the soulish yeah. trap. The soul trap. And uh, that'd be a good name for it. The soul trap. Soul trap. <laughs> that actually, let, we'll rename this the soul trap sounds, afterwards. Sounds yeah. like a new genre of music. Yeah, the soul trap. <laughs> well, there was a soul train. So yeah, that yeah. was just the soul trap. So, you just mix soul. Do you know the soul train? Soul train. You don't know that. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm a soul man. That's <laughs> all I got. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. YouTube, Soul Train. Okay. All right. And uh, <laughs> so Kevin said, uh, I know that I know that I know I'm here for the right reason. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. So watch this. So this situation, I'm going to give you a negative testimony, then I'm going to give you a positive te testimony of this. All right. So uh, I watched somebody, and before they really came into Christianity, or right as they did, they had a life goal yeah. uh, in their profession, right? And so now, where did that life goal come from? In, in my opinion, it wasn't God. And I've actually seen this exact story. I've actually seen this play out multiple times. Some got it right, some didn't. And uh, so, but they had a life goal. And uh, so their, their brain, they started figuring out in their soul, in their logic, how do I get to that place, mm -hmm. right? But the issue was, in this case, it wasn't God. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then they come into Christianity, and they see, they start seeing, God will help me do this. And so they start applying faith and all these different things. And, and, uh, but then, uh, then later on, they come, and they're a part of our church, right? Yeah. And so what happens is they never went back and tested that. They never saw, was this God? And yeah. so then I, I, I know things that the Lord had for them. Yeah. I know things that the Lord had all laid out. Yeah. And those things will never be accomplished because when that, uh, right when they got to the place, 
to launch into a destiny that God had for them. And it was beautiful. And they were called and they were gifted. They were called to ministry and they were gifted to, to do these yes. things. Right when they got to that place, the devil offered up something in that original soul plan. And, and they said, this has got to be God. Look at him providing for us. And they thought it was God because they never challenged that soulish thought. And, uh, and completely derailed that. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, what, is, what does Serena say? Goals are great if they're from God. If they're not from God, it becomes presumption. I learned that through experience. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And presumption is basically trying to apply faith to something that God didn't say, yeah. right? That's the basics of it. Yeah. But. I, I was just going to say, I remember whenever, you know, at the beginning of this year, whenever we were having... Whenever I called you and we had our very first conversation, we talked about this exact thing. Yes. You know, um, yeah. we talked about, you know, the dangers of the soul, not being soul led, not, you know, yeah. and uh, and it struck me because I've never heard that before. Right. Um, like I was we I remember we took the strength finders test and like four of my five like top strengths were all soulish, essentially, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I would pride myself in, man, I'm a thinker, you know, I can process through things, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. And I think I sent you a Vox just like last week, you know, of saying, I'm realizing now that what I thought was my greatest strength is act yes. actually has yeah. the ability to, 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 if I, if I don't yeah. check it, to take me off course and off, and off of what, like out of being led by the spirit. Yeah. Yes. And, um, and so like, I've been learning a lot, you know, of just how to, Okay, I'm not going to rely on my understanding. Yes. I'm not going to rely on my soul, yes. but I'm going to be led by the Spirit. Yeah. And God's been really gracious with us because I remember when when He told us to step down from our previous church. Yeah. You know, it didn't make sense because He never told us where we were going to go. Yeah. You know, He didn't yeah. say, "I want you to step down because I'm sending you to Boomerang." <laughs> that would have been nice. I would probably have been like, "What the heck's Boomerang?" Yeah. But. Like he never did that. He said, "I want you to step down." You know, it's the same thing he did with Abraham. Yeah. You know, go. And I'll show you where to go. Yeah. You know, literally drop everything and I'll show you what you're yeah. going to do. Yeah. You know, and so in the soul, in the soulish realm, it's like, well, where are you going to lead us? What's going to happen? You yeah. Because I, I, what, what, and this is what I was, a lot of people were trying to get us to do. Well, wait till you have a position lined up first and then you can go. Because yeah. that's what makes sense logically. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, and I had several That's people soulish. Yeah. And yeah. I had several people say, well, and you, here's the thing. Yeah. If you operate by that logic, mm -hmm. you'll almost never do what God calls you to do. It's true. Because there's always faith involved in what God calls you to do. Mm -hmm. And that means you're not going to see part mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, it's true. So, and, but I remember in that conversation, one of the things you said, cause the, this, cause I always had the, the mentality, if God tells you to do something, do it immediately. Yeah. You know, but you said you got to ask, there's two things you have to know yeah. from God what he wants you to do yeah. and the timing when yeah. he wants when. you to do it. Yeah. And, um, and, and that struck me because I've always been like, well, if God tells me to do something, I'm going to do it right away, yeah. you know, and I'm going to drop everything. Th like, th like uh, this is why I'm saying it's the grace of God too, because like I, I didn't know that, but I still applied that before. Yeah. That's where yeah. it was the grace of God yeah. where I was like, God, when, and then he told me when, and I'm glad I le was led by that. Yeah. But even coming here, should I get a job? Should I not get a job? Yeah. I've had people tell me, you don't have to ask God that that's not something you should ask God for, whether you should take a job. You obviously should take a job, you know, and they gave me some scriptures, yeah. you know, which like if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. Well, I'm working, you yeah. know, like this is work, you yeah. know, so I'm not just sitting on my butt watching Netflix and doing nothing. No. Um, yeah. But at the same time, so like 
these were all things I need to be led by God. So, yeah. so, and these yes. are conversations we had, you yeah. know, uh, should I get a job? Should I not? Let's seek the Lord on it. Yeah. You know, so we yeah. sought the Lord and the Lord gave us an answer. You know, this is my job. Yeah. You know, this is what I'm doing. And because I'm doing this, there, this is where the provision is. Yeah. I could get another job and then, but we would be worse off financially, yes. you know, because I'm not being led by God. I'm being led by my soul. Yeah. And it, there's just, it's just been, you know, all these different things, you know, but we need to make sure what's God. I remember Bishop Boyadipo said it this way. Um, and you probably can quote it better than I can, but like, um, I'm not going to do any more or any less than what God tells me to do. If God yeah. didn't tell me to do it, let it never be done. Yeah. If God didn't, if, you know, that's essentially what, if God yeah. didn't tell me to do it, I will never do it. Um, if God tells me to do it, I'm going to do nothing else. Yes. You know? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And, and that's just it is we have to find and in that flow. So for example, you know, if it's a life changing decision, I always like, like, where do you go to church? Mm-hmm. Moving a house. Where do you but, go to church is a life changing it, decision. It is. Yeah. yeah. Where are you planted? Um, that's good. Kevin says you're preaching to him, buddy. That's awesome. So any life-changing decision, uh, quitting a job, mm-hmm. starting a job, yeah. buying a house, buying a car, that's a major decision, yeah. you know, things like that. Um, anything that is on that level, yeah. getting married, who do you date? Yeah. You know, not just getting married, who do you date and, yeah. and how, do you, how do you spend time with them? Those are life-changing decisions. Mm-hmm. I seek yeah. the Lord on those all the time. Yeah. And I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't just move into those, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, investments, things like that. Mm-hmm. I, will, I seek the Lord all yeah. the time on yeah. those. And I ask him, what do you want me to do, yeah. right? But then uh, the things that are not life-changing, I'd flow in what he's already told me to do. In other words, if he's made a statement, I'm going to give a good testimony of this in a second, but if he's already told us to do something, then I'm going to flow in that area. Like another thing that I would pray for in the church is, do we start a ministry in there? Do we start uh, Lunch Plus? You don't just start stuff. No, you don't just start stuff, and you don't just end it. You need to hear from the Lord, and, and he'll always give you a timing on it and if you haven't heard the exact timing then he hasn't told you yet yeah. you know, or he hasn't revealed or you haven't received it wait till you know that yeah. uh, because he always gives that timing and like even Jesus said uh, to his mom my time has not yet come he knew what he was called to he'd heard from the Lord mm-hmm. but he said my time has not yet come and so uh, there's two things you always won't lead and we'll cover this next week is what God says and when he wants yeah. you to do it, mm-hmm. how, when, why, or how, why, where, all of those things can be optional. Yeah. To, you know, the Lord can tell us or not tell us. Yeah. Uh, but the what and the when are always you need to know those. Mm-hmm. But then on the little things, here's what I do. I flow with what God said. So if I'm ever confused, I always mm-hmm. go back to what has God told yeah. me to do? Yep. What's mm-hmm. the last thing I know that I know he told me to do? Mm-hmm. I go back and I make sure I'm on that track, make sure I haven't got off of it. And I'll flow on that track always with my spiritual ear open yep. For correction, instruction, correction, and redirection. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always 
open to that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this story is one that's similar to that. Do you have anything before I tell the story? Well, you were talking about, we've been talking about the emotions aspect of being soulish. And Mm -hmm. one thing that you'll say a lot and that you've talked to me a lot because my flesh has been prone to emotionality. And so you've told me before, strong emotions, you need to check them. If they're good, strong emotions or if they're bad, strong emotions. Just because they're not bad, Overly excited yeah. is a soulish thing. Like yeah. you need to look for those because not all things originate from God. Yeah. And so I remember. Let me let me pause you. Yes, sir. Right. Put this in the comments. Learn two things. Two things. The first one: learn to recognize the emotion of fear. Mm-hmm. Learn to recognize the emotion of fear, mm-hmm. uh, because that's the main emotion that the devil will use. Learn to recognize the emotion of fear uh, because even like anger a lot of times is a fear that things won't change. Yep. You know, uh, it's still fear, right? Learn to recognize the emotion of change. And second thing, what you just said, check strong emotions. Always check strong emotions. Always yeah. Test them, discern yeah. them. Is this God or not? Strong emotions can come from God. Jesus had a passion about the Father's house. But always Test strong emotion. Yeah. yeah. You know, even if, I mean, you feel bent over something, you need to test it because a lot of times they are demonically or angelically backed, yeah. those strong emotions, or backed by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So you need to check that. So. And emotions can be dangerous. Like they, yeah. they truly can knock stuff off balance if either either direct even if it looks good you know there can be good emotions that like i can feel extra happy and be coming across extra silly or playful and that's the wrong time to do that like the example that came to my mind was a few years ago i remember being on the platform and the first time i ever had an open vision from the lord i I shared it with you i saw something about someone's life i saw what they were called to like i saw it with my eyes yeah. And I was excited for them, also yeah. for me, because I'd never had that happen. I'm like, yeah. that's cool, so fun. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm so excited like, to share this with them, yeah. but I'd learned enough that I go to you. Yes. I'm not just going to go spout yes. stuff off just because my emotions were yeah. excited. And mm-hmm. I was excited yeah. for them. And you told me, I believe just that. Just because God says something to you doesn't mean you're supposed no. to say it. That is an immature person says everything God says to him. Yes. You, yeah. Sometimes God wants you to yeah. hold the cards until it's time to reveal yeah. them. Or just pray. He, yeah. he never wants you to share it. He just wants you to pray. Yeah. yeah. And so when I shared that with you, you're like, I believe that's right. I believe I've seen the same thing. I don't want you to tell them. (laughs) And I, and I was like, okay. And I was fine with it, but I asked you why. And you're like, because if you tell them right now, they're not plugged in. It'll make them basically implode. They can't handle it. So don't, don't share it with them. If it ever is right, I'll let you know. And it never was right. They left. And now, unless the Lord does something, I'm not going to share that with them. Remind me after we're done. Tell me that again. Yeah, because I forget who it was and what it was. But But the emotion would have destroyed them. Well, and to give you an example of that, another negative of that and being in the soulish realm, that exact scenario happened yeah. uh, with somebody else. Somebody saw something that was 100% true. I knew it was true, and but 
they didn't know that yet. They didn't know that to hold it, and they thought everything that came came to me, I'm supposed to share. And they went and shared, and they and they went and shared, and it it was the wrong thing. It was the truthful thing and the right thing, but to the wrong person at the wrong yep. time. The and, timing. And the timing of it, and it and it basically uh, because that person was not at the place. To handle it properly, it completely uh, derailed them. Mm -hmm. And uh, what the word was for was to confirm to me, they were supposed to bring it to me, and I already knew it, I was picking it up in the spirit, but that was a confirmation that I needed to know exactly what was going on. But it wasn't actually to be given to the person. And that's where you get into the emotional realm and the soulish realm, and you can actually take the things of God and mishandle them. And, uh, you know, now ultimately, and I want you to hear this, ultimately that was on the people that mishandled that information, but that person could have helped and and they, they grew by that. It it was a great thing because they grew and, and, you know, they learned what to do and what not to do. And I bring that up. I bring that for multiple reasons, but you know, as you grow in the things of God and we're believing every viewer who's on right now, you're growing in the things of God. The, as you grow, the Lord gives you more stuff as you show him that you are able to be trusted with it. And as you grow, he's going to talk to you more. You'll be able to see more, hear more, do more. And that can feel exciting, but knowing how to handle those things as they come up, you've got a shepherd for a reason. You have people in your life that will show you where to put those pieces. Yeah. And you have people that have experience, not just with hearing from God, but experience with the word of God that might know a scripture you don't know. know? Um, Also somebody who is, if you're in a church that is proper, You'll have a shepherd operating in the gifts of the Spirit as well. And that pastor will have an anointing to oversee your life and see things that you probably don't see about yeah. yourself. They, if they're flowing properly in the anointing, they'll all, a lot of times I'll know what God has planned in somebody's destiny, what their calling is, <clears throat> where he is leading them to. And, I, and so you, if I know that God's leading you to this and you bring me this vision that to you sounds big, but it's only this high, I'll be like, no, nah, that ain't it. Because I already know, I can see what God has for you, and, and what you're what you're trying to get to. That's not it, you know. And that's that's how it works. So a shepherd can help confirm it. A shepherd, if you ask, if you ask, yeah, I'm not gonna just. I'm, I don't throw everything out there, and I'm not going to. And even if you ask, I mean, there's some questions you could ask me right now, and I'm be like, nope. <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell you. I have a running list. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> and then I'll just walk off. Yeah. <laughs> it's not time yet. <laughs> no, because the Lord hadn't told me to release it yeah. yet. And and your mature ministers understand that and see that, but they're not going to operate in the soulish emotion to just go tell you everything. Yeah, you know, well, it in goes back way. to Pastor Nicole. Yeah. Had she known everything at the oh, very yeah. beginning, she yeah. would have run. She would have been so scared to marry you to do anything. She would not be ministering. We would not be married yeah. because she was not in the place to receive the destiny that God had for and uh, I would dare say that none of us truly are in, in that place because what God's destiny for us is so big. It's so much bigger than what we even can, can really hold. Yeah. And I want it to be that big. Yeah. I, I, want, I want that destiny to be that big that he still has to reveal it to me 20 and 30 years from now because it's that big what's yeah. in front. Yeah. 
Glory to God, because he's that big. Yeah. You know? And so now give you a testimony of a good situation with this is, and I'll, I'll simplify it, but back when we first started the church, we moved into this building. It was 5,500 square feet. Uh, everything we owned would fit in this circle that we're, that we're sitting in. Everything we owned would fit right here. And um, we needed, we borrowed 50 metal folding chairs and we had 50 folding metal chairs. Do you remember those? I wasn't there, but you I heard there? about the okay. lady that went into labor because of the yeah. chairs. She came to a service on Sunday and went into labor that afternoon after she <laughs> sat there, you know, for my short preaching. That's what and, makes uh, me smirk every time is the pregnant chairs. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I w actually that was what caused me to say, Lord, we need... <laughs> Some chairs. We we need we need not folding metal chairs, and uh, we I believe you for increase and the blessing. And earlier, now we had a word. He and hear this. We had a word. He yeah. said in this year, 2011, I want boomerang built, established, and filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And so we had a word, and the chairs were in that word. And uh, so I said, we need some chairs. So then, not long after that, and not really, I asked the leadership team to be praying about it, but somebody came to me and said, I will go to Costco and I will buy 100 of the folding chairs that have the little bit of padding on them. And uh, they, were, they were much better than the metal ones that we had. And they said, I'll pay for them. So at that time, they were like $14 a piece. So it was, would have been 1400 before tax, probably about $1,600 mm -hmm. to get 100 folding chairs. Mm -hmm. And they would have been nice. They would have looked nice, and it would have been awesome. Miss Dixie says, I remember. Mm -hmm. And uh, glory to God. And uh, I, so here's the thing, though. That was a huge investment for us at that time. And I just, you know, I had my ears open to correction, redirection, and instruction. And I just sensed in my spirit, not in my soul, what would my soul be saying? Emotionally, yes. Intellectually, yes, we need them. I have a need. I have, I have the provision. Let's yeah. do this, right? Emotionally, intellectually, in my soul, the answer was yes. But in my spirit, there was like, eh, there was that. Yeah. And so I went to the Lord. I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And uh, he said, don't get them. Yeah. And I went, eh. I was like, we have a need and we have provision and it fits so perfectly. And, <laughs> and we need it. We need it. You don't move because yeah. of need. Yeah. You move because of a leading, not yeah. a needing. Yeah. Put that in the comments. I always will move. Because of a leading, not a needing. Big, big key. A leading, not a needing. All right, so now, um, but here's the issue with that. You go to people, I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, but if you tell people no when they want to give, not everybody reacts emotionally correct yeah. to that. Some people get mad, and some people leave the church because you yep. won't let them do yeah. that. Yeah. And you would think that they wouldn't, but I've seen it, right? I've seen that multiple times. And uh, so I go and I'm like, you know what? I just don't have peace on it. Because Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. And I didn't have peace in my heart, in my spirit, man. Mm -hmm. And so I said, nope, I don't, I don't have it. And they were, they were nice. Okay, all right, all right. Well, about a month later, right? 
I get a phone call from a pastor. He says, Pastor, are you interested in chairs? I said, absolutely. <laughs> I said, absolutely. Right. And uh, he said, he said, I have a hundred church chairs and uh, I'll sell them to you for $12 a piece. And I went, this is a hundred. These are much nicer, you know, padding, you know, and uh, padding. And Miss Natalie says, thank the Lord for our pastors. I've had to learn how to check things when emotional. Amen. Haven't we all, yeah. Miss Natalie? And uh, I appreciate you saying that. Haven't we all? And uh, so these were 100 church chairs, $12 a piece. So now this is 1200 versus 1600 And we, 100 chairs, much nicer. Yeah. Much nicer. I knew the chairs, you know, and I was like, that'll be awesome. And uh, so I bring it to our leadership, and the people that were actually on the leadership we're one of the ones that we're one of the ones that said we'll pay for them. Well, when they heard about it for us to pray over, um, they said we'll pay for them. And I was like, glory to God, man! This is what we've been waiting. We let now watch this. We have a word that God's going to fill us. Now we have a need. We have the provision, and we have the nicest chairs that we can that we've had an opportunity for yet. This is awesome. Emotionally. Logically, in my soul, right, 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 right. Check, check, check. In my spirit. Eh. And I went and I prayed and the Lord said, no. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> like we've not had an offer for chairs. We've been, we've been going for three years now, about two and a half to three years. We've never had an offer for chairs before. Yeah. We, this, they don't just come along all the time. I'm praying for chairs. Obviously, this seems like it's the Lord. And I'm sure pressure-wise, it felt fun. And now mm-hmm. I've got to go back to that couple and tell them no a second time. And I'm like, and they were important people in our church. And I was like, oh, man. <sighs> but I went back to them. I said, because here's the thing. We don't move because of a needing. We do it because of a leading, and the leading was no. You can't if you can't. You can't. You can't do it. Praise God, we did, because there's a good end to this. And uh, I tell him no. And about a month later, another pastor, a friend of mine, calls me. He says, "Hey, are you looking for chairs?" I said, "I am. (laughs) I think. (laughs) I think I am." That's where cross-legged church. (laughs) I thought I, I thought I was two months ago, but he said, "Yeah." I said, "Yeah." He said, I've got 200 nice church chairs. These were the nicest ones yet. 200 of them, and I'll sell them to you for $5 a piece. Mm-hmm. So now it's $1,000, $1,000, not just for 100 for 200 two times as many, right? And I, I'm like, and the same couple, praise God, goes, <laughs> we'll pay for them. And I was like, oh, good, they're still on board. Amen, you know? And uh, I was like, and I went to the Lord, and I said, Lord, yeah. we have a need, and we have provision, and it looks like. And uh, the Lord said, get them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, glory to God. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And he said, go ahead and get them. Well, that wasn't the end of the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, so all of a sudden, what happens is I'm calling up to pick up the chairs, right? And I'm going to take a check for $1,000 or whatever. While I'm calling to set up the chairs, the pastor stops. He says, Brian, he says, 
I'm not going to sell these chairs to you. I'm like, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, because I've already had so many different emotional checks and intellectual checks on this. Like immediately my brain's like, no. And he says, no, I'm going to give them all to you. Yeah. So now we get 200 of the nicest chairs and it didn't cost us anything. Yeah. Cost right. us nothing. Because we were led by the Spirit, not by the soul. Mm -hmm. Not by the soul. But that wasn't it. When we get there, they didn't just have chairs. They had, they had furniture, trash cans, desks, bookshelves, plants. I mean, everything. There was, there was like five different storage places we went to. Got all this stuff. Took like three trips to Charlotte to pick up all this stuff. In the end, our building, because remember the word, in 2011, I want Boomerang built, established, and filled with, and hear this, with all precious and pleasant riches. These were not cheap pieces of furniture. Yeah. These were heavy. These were well built. Yeah. These were awesome. And uh, these are even the chairs that we have today. They're still in awesome shape. Yeah. And this mm -hmm. is like, you know, eight, nine years ago. They're still in great shape. That's how good they were. Mm -hmm. And uh, we get there. The whole building is so full, we don't have enough room to hold it in. <laughs> and, and we had enough to give away from that to give a tithe on it. Yeah. And then the Lord, uh, it's just the Lord moved so awesome in that and everything, and it didn't cost us anything but go and pick them up. Yeah. Awesome. How important was it to not be soulish? Yeah. Very. But to be led by the Spirit. You could have had chairs, but you wouldn't have been filled. It wouldn't have been filled. I'd have missed the Word of God yeah. because I moved by the soul and not yeah. by the leading. And it looked so right to do it. Mm -hmm. But I, when I prayed about it, I just knew this isn't right. Mm -hmm. I, I, so that's why you let the peace of God rule in your heart. And let me tell you, during that time, I had peace in my heart, but in my soul, <laughs> in my mind, I had confusion because we had a need and we had provision and it seemed so logical and it made me so happy to think about it. But God had a bigger plan and that's why we're not led by the soul, we're led by the spirit. Peace of mind is not peace of heart. That's right. Put that in the comments. Peace of mind is not peace of the heart. Amen. So, you know, a lot of times, I hope this has helped you today, the soul trap. And uh, I hope it's helped you. But a lot of times what uh, people do, even in their giving and in their offering, right? They're so emotional, like, oh, I don't want to give and I don't want to have that lack. They're so emotional. Uh, they're, many times people are so intellectual about, well, I've got to pr pr uh, pay this and everything. And they don't trust God. They, don't, they aren't led by the Spirit. And so people need to be led by the Spirit. So as we come to the end today, uh, and we're moving into a time of sowing, you don't have to give at all. You don't have to sow. We sow this into you. Yeah. It's, it is free to you to receive. We hope you esteem it, but it's free to you to receive. But some people say, you know what? I want to partner with that ministry. They are doing a good work. They're changing lives like the testimonies that came up. Uh, other people want to, they say, I want to sow into the message today. Like that message meant something to me and, and spiritually I'm connecting with it. And I want to see that message manifest in my life. I want the reality of that yeah. message in my life. And if either one of those are you, you can give uh, by Facebook. You can type in the comments, hashtag donate, followed by the amount. Or you can go to giveww.org. Uh, that stands for givewhatsright.org. 
www.org, giveww.org. And there you can give one time or you can give uh, recurringly. You can set it up to give. Uh, I think you can do it once a week, once a month, whatever it is that you want to and say, I want this to be ongoing. I want to support uh, what's right. I want to support Lunch Plus and what you're doing. And if that's you, we just praise God for you. And, and our responsibility as ministers is to receive that to spread the gospel of the kingdom. But our responsibility as ministers also is to bless what the seed that you just sowed. Yeah. And so, Lord, everybody that's giving, whether it be today or any other time, Lord, but whatever, especially people that are giving today, whether it be online or however they give on, on the website or on Facebook, Lord, we see those seeds, and that's what you call precious seed, precious seed. Lord, let them be blessed. We call every seed blessed and supernaturally multiplied, and we thank you for it. Lord, let it be pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall supernatural multiplication happen in their life quickly in Jesus' name. And Lord, let that be on every seed. Doesn't matter how, how big or how little. Lord, let it be on every seed that's sown. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We give you the glory. Thank you, Lord, for changing financial lives. Thank you for bringing the fruit into their lives. Lord, bring into their lives the fruit of seeing clearly what is your will and what isn't your will to be led by the Spirit. And Lord, let them see areas where they've been led by the soul, yeah. by the mind, will, and emotions, by the intellect and, and the emotional. Let that be seen so that they will walk with a efficiency and a productivity like they've never seen it before. And we thank you, Father, for it and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Did y'all get some out of it? Amen. Oh, yeah. I know y'all benefited. That's why I wanted both of you mm -hmm. here. You both benefited from this learning about the soul trap. Yeah. You know, you've, you've benefited by that. And um, your lives are different because of Amen. it. Amen. So yeah. Truly, you would not be in the place you're in if you wouldn't have learned no. this. So, no, praise this, God. This... You, you told us the title of this yesterday, and I said, yay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because this revelation, the Lord really gave it to you in mm -hmm. full right after, yeah. after what I talked about yesterday about thinking I was a pastor. It came right, one right after the other, and after finding yeah. out, learning this was key in me changing everything yeah. about mm -hmm. how I lived, yeah. how I thought, how I acted. Yeah, Everything. amen. I sent you a, and Pastor Nicole a message yesterday after the broadcast, and really because of this too, the Lord asked me yesterday as I was driving home, or he brought up to me, he's like, you don't cry as much anymore. Like he brought, because <laughs> I talked about how I bawled all yeah. day yesterday. Um, he's like, you don't cry like that anymore. And I sat there, I'm like, I don't cry like that anymore. <laughs> and it's because I was so emotionally yeah. driven. Yeah. I didn't know how to live another way. And learning this yeah. really taught me how to you start were, living. You by were the wrapped up in the soul trap of emotion. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's true. I'm going to give any ministers that are still hanging on. Um, I have another little nugget on this soul trap. When you're ministering, like I, I kind of made reference to it. I can recognize you by experience, mm -hmm. by intellectualism um, and experience in that way, generally when somebody has demonic oppression on their lives or when the Holy Ghost 
is falling on them and anointing because they have certain manifestations yeah. that will happen that you can see physically or, or just their character. You can see like, you know, how they hold their face even. It's yeah. things that you learn over a period of time. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times if we acknowledge that or we like we're standing in front of people and we'll say, oh, I can see the spirits on you or I, I can see, you know, I'm going to call that devil out. But God didn't tell you to do it. And he didn't tell you to speak to that person. Then you're operating soulishly and you're falling prey. And now the devil can basically counterfeit those looks. And he can get you to look like a false prophet. And you will yep. be a false prophet that day uh, on, on those items. Because that's not the way that we're to be led. Yeah. And so when I minister today, a lot of times, you know, sometimes if the Lord directs me, I'll like hold somebody's hands. But a lot of times when I hold their hand, the anointing of God will start to, you know, it'll be so much that they'll start to shake. And I can tell when that anointing comes. But I've stopped doing that unless the Lord tells me directly because, and I won't look at them. I won't touch them. I, I'll look away. Sometimes I'll close yeah. my eyes, although I don't like closing my eyes all the time. I have, that's another thing, but um, we can talk about that later. But um, at some point, we're going to do like a minister's school. Uh, where we're gonna, I have a I whole like bunch it. of notes about that. What a great stuff. Lunch Plus broadcast week that yeah. would be. Yeah. So anyway, um, one of the things uh, is I won't look at that person because I don't want to see any physical input or any emotionalism from them that causes me to get into the soul. Mm -hmm. I want everything to come by the Holy Ghost and not by that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a huge key, and I will tell you that uh, took my personal ministry to another level, yeah. uh, but also it saved me from making errors and opening up doors that I didn't want open. Well, so. you find that in the word, like, you know, yeah. this is a scriptural principle. And for most ministers, it may seem contrary to what they've done. You see, at least off the top of my head, obviously Jesus only did what he heard the father yeah. say to do. He only did yeah. what the father said to do. But then yeah. what popped up in my spirit was in Acts chapter three, Peter and John walking by the lame man. Yeah. Jesus walked by that same yeah. lame man. He yeah. physically saw this is yeah. someone who needs healing, but yeah. the father never told him heal that man. Yeah. Yeah. Peter, James, and John, however, they were being led of the Lord yeah. and the Lord caused the anointing to flow through them. Yeah. And he, and, you know, we use that verse about lay, lay uh, your hands on no man suddenly. And we use it like don't anoint them to preach. But it can be also don't cast the devil out of yeah. them as well. Uh, because if, they're, if they don't want it out, they'll just invite them back. And their situation will be worse than it was before. Yeah. But then also, um, you know, because this is a major key is uh, because, see, this is what happens when you hang out. It, sometimes the Lord brings out extra stuff. And uh, extra little things. Second message, round two. Yeah. Second meals. Anyway, I was going to say second lunch plus. Second but, breakfasts. Yeah. So one of the things is when the scriptures that you're talking about, and it's really a full council. It doesn't say it exactly. But what it says and shows us is that he never did anything. Yeah. But what he saw the father doing, never said anything, but what he heard the father say. Well, if he'll do that with Jesus, that tells me two things. Number one, if Jesus needed to only do that, then I for sure only need to do that, mm -hmm. right? If Jesus needed that, I definitely need that, yeah. right? 
Uh, second thing is, if Jesus had that, I definitely have that. Yeah. And so a lot of people, their relationship with God is not, uh, they don't have enough faith in it to believe that God will talk to them like that and be that present. But the word tells us that he is an ever-present help in time of trouble. It tells us he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He desires an intimacy with us every single day of our life. And he will give you exactly what I've never been in a situation and I needed to hear from God and not heard from him. Yeah. He's all, Now, I've not received it, but... Later on, I'll go and find out that was me, not him. He was always giving me what I needed yeah. exactly when I needed it. And I can rely on that. And every person can, not just ministers. Everybody can uh, in their relationship with the Lord. So. Amen. Amen. We love you. We hope this teaching on the soul trap has helped you and uh, helped to enlighten you. And if it has, just put a hand up in the comments and say hello to us and uh, let us know you're still here. And uh, Barrett or Buddy, one of y'all is going to wrap it up and... Good luck with that. It's me, apparently. What's <laughs> up? No, we, hello, I'm on my solitary camera. <laughs> We're super excited to have you with us. We'll be back on Monday at 1130. And here's a reminder of what we told you at the top of What's the Word. Tonight is Holy Ghost Weekend kickoff night. We are having our prayer night here at Boomerang at 6 p.m. It's going to be powerful. If you are able to be here, be here. You do not want to miss it. Soul Winning Saturdays tomorrow, followed by Holy Spirit Sunday on Sunday at 4 p.m., not 6.30 like the graphic says, 4 p.m. And then next Sunday is our Christmas at Boomerang, and we want you to come and be a part of that. We're going to be doing giveaways. We're going to have one free toy for every child who comes, plus a lunch where we're all together. It's going to be a beautiful time. So if you're able to be here, definitely come. But if you're not, we love you too. <laughs> We're going to be back on Monday at 1130. Have a great weekend. If you can be here for tonight, come for tonight and we'll see you next week. We love you. Have a good rest of your day. Bye.